welcome to episode 426 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am your host, Sean. Hey, Ed, what's shaking? Not much. How are you doing, sir? I'm, I'm on the mend, as they would say. Yeah. I mean, as you know, both Stacey and I contracted the dreaded COVID-19 virus. Um, oh, obviously, thank, thankfully, we, you know, we didn't have a hard time. Um, I lost sense of smell. Uh, Stacy lost her sense of taste and smell, but she got him back. She got him back relatively quickly. And Ed, I, I, I am proud to say that I have regained some of my my smelling ability. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, it's kind of on the fritz. Like sometimes it'll be like, "Hey, I think I farted," you know. <laughs> and then other times I'm like, "I don't smell nothing," <laughs> you know. <laughs> or I have to get up close and personal. Like we got some room spray. Because, you know, just because I fart and, you know, Stacey's like, well, make sure you spray the spray. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I can't smell nothing. Maybe it doesn't smell. She's like, it always smells. <laughs> I'm like, all, all right, well, let me go spray the thing. And I can spray it, but I won't smell it in the air. So I kind of had, like, I put my nose up against the nozzle thing and I go, I, I can kind of smell that. So I feel like I, I have a radius. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I, I can clearly smell in. Um, also, it doesn't help, too, that here it's the winter time, so I kind of am also nursing a head cold. You might be able to hear it. I feel I feel like I sound a little bit more nasally than normal. You do. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, you know, I, I try. Um, <laughs> You're doing a great job. Keep it up. Thanks. I appreciate it, Eddie. <laughs> I'm also, my throat's also a little more dry than normal, too. Okay. Again, winter time, you know, it's, it tend, tends to be the... Uh, that time of year um but i mean uh, yeah so i guess you know, everything overall things are fine um health-wise um tonight is the first night of hanukkah happy hanukkah thank you very much um you know in a month times you were like so hey we celebrate christmas um so yeah so um stacy couldn't wait so we exchanged gifts last night um we got. I got some movies. Oh, cool! I, I got. I got Free Guy. Awesome. I got Respect. The uh, we call it the Aretha Franklin movie. Okay. Jennifer Bronson, and I got Injustice, the animated movie. Okay. Okay. Good. You know, so I can, I can see we can compare notes. I know you said you weren't really a big fan of it, but as a person who's played the video game and actually just read the the, the comic, I'm you know I'm kind of I'm, I'm excited to see it. Uh, and I also did buy other um, movies as well because Target was doing this buy two get one deal. Um, so and Stacy was on kind of like the hunt of getting like her favorite character this time of the year is the Grinch. Mm-hmm. So we we have I do have had the Grinch stole Christmas the Jim Carrey version, but we went out and we got the um, the Illumination one the the Doctor Seuss is the Grinch. That one with Benedict Cumberbatch is, mm-hmm. as this. I, we saw it. I liked it um, in the past. I also got um, what was the other one I got? Uh, shoot, I'm trying to think. Oh, um, the Protege. Okay. That's Michael Keaton. And then as you know, since it was buy two get one, and it was six dollars, I got the uh, um, Birds of Prey or the Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Blah blah blah. The long ass <laughs> title. <laughs> I'm like it's like it was like seven dollars, and I'm like I'm sure that was probably the free one. So right. I'm like, all right, you know what? For seven bucks, uh, I'm in. All right, you know. So I'm like, all right, let's do that. Um, I haven't watched any of them. 
um, because I've been busy watching other stuff. Um, would you like to hear what I've done this weekend? No, not really. All right, well, then we can move on then. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> Stacy and I watched a movie called, I'm going to tell you anyway, because, you know, kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a, it's been a light news week, <laughs> so I had to make sure I, I got to pack the show with uh, little antidotes and 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 shit that we did. I'm going to start off Ed. after last week's show. I was actually interested in watching Ten Speed and Brown Shoe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, listen to last week's episode. Um, <clears throat> so I did that night go on YouTube and I did watch the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. And I gotta tell you, man. First of all, did you know it's it's created by Stephen J. Cannell? He's the guy who brought you the A Team, um, the Greatest American Hero. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he's got a laundry list of of hits, right? So, and it, it was during the time, I guess, and everything that he was doing. It's like, um, for those people in comparison, I would say it's probably the David Wolf, the guy who creates the Law and Order TV shows. Uh, <laughs> he was probably around the same time making like just t- shows after shows after shows. Right. <clears throat> so I watched the first two episodes and I'm like, because as I was right, first two episodes, one big giant episode because it's the movie of the week. Here's a new that back in the day when they did a new TV show, they gave you a two hour pilot. Um, this one has I don't have you seen it? Have you watched it? What, 10, uh, no, I have not. I, I, okay. I, when we talked about it, I, like, I think I found up, found the, um, uh, the thing, and I, and I was like, I sent it to you the link of the channel right. that had all the episodes <clears throat> on YouTube, right. and, and I was like, moved I, on. Well, I would tell you not only that I watched the, I watched the, uh, premiere on YouTube, but then I watched the first episode, which is episode three of the actual show, and I have, I don't have notes, but I have feelings. <laughs> First of all, the opening show uh, had to do with Nazi gold, not Nazi diamond. Actually, um, it brought in Nazis who worked with the mob to smuggle in diamonds and then get the cash for the diamonds. But then the money that was in the bag that was being weighted on. It was in a safety deposit box, and they, the mob, kidnapped this. No, the Russian, the sorry, the Nazis, kidnapped this wife of a mobster, and they were going to open up the safety deposit box that had the bag with the money in it from the diamonds, right? Uh-huh. Okay, I know it sounds confusing, right? But for whatever reason, I don't know how, and I don't know why they never explain it, but um, Ten Speed, played by. Um, uh, ben Vereen, who at the time was a very big singer, dancer, slash actor. Um, he was working a con where he opened up the the safety deposit box and there was like millions of dollars in there. But never explained why he chose that one. Like, I guess, did you really need it in 1980? Right. It's, you know, it's just he's a con man and, and then you have... Um, What's his face? Uh, Jesus, I'm losing my mind here. Um, Jeff Goldblum's character is this tight wide who's getting married to a woman who he doesn't, I don't think he really likes. Um, he was supposed to get married because at the end, of course, they break up and he's, you know, single man living the wildlife that he wanted to as a PI. Um, 
<laughs> which is only explained because he's fascinated with this this pri this this PI novel that he's reading. You know, and it's it's pulp novel like and she had legs, legs that go from her feet to her calves, you know. <laughs> like, oh the the room was dark and the, not only was it dark, but there was no lights. Right. And I saw her swim across the room as if she was a shark about to eat her chum. Uh, you know, just bad one liners. <laughs> But what's interesting is that the cover of the book, the slipcover, has got Stephen J. Cannell's face on the back, like it's his novel. So I thought I was like, oh, so he gave us some, he gave his own rights to like use his face. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, I'll be honest, fucking cheesy as hell. The first two episodes it was also kind of dark because it's on YouTube and a bootleg, right? So I was like, okay, you know, let me give myself the, and I'm very serious too. Like it wasn't like a, I. Maybe I'm just naive. I thought there was more yuck yucks in it, you know, <laughs> because it's definitely like Ben Vereen's like the the con artist and Jeff Goldblum's the the, the straight lace guy, like the straight man. Mm. The problem is, is that in order to work together, Jeff is telling Ben he's got to stop doing the cons because he's always working at an angle like he's work. And I'm going to be honest, it's the 80s. So there was they actually used some derogatory terms for African Americans at the time, not they didn't drop the N word, but they made sure. I, I, I don't want to say it because it's not, it's not PC at all. Huh. Um, here I'll I will give you the term. I'll I'll give you the description. Um, when you polish your shoes, what's that called? If it's not, it's it's a bright day. It means the sun is 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 shining. Uh-huh. So take the shining word and and cut it in half, and the first half of that word is is the derogatory term they used for an African American for actually for Ben Vereen's character, um, and and I was like, wow, I can't believe they got away with that one. Neat, like it was like, oh shit, this show would not that scene would not hold up in in today's world, right? Rightly so. Um, I'm like, but then again, Nazis, diamonds, and golds. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, you, you guys came, you guys came out swinging with like, who can we get? Who are the worst bad guys of all time? I know the Nazis, the Nazis. and then, and then you know what? Who's second? The mafia. Well, what if the mafia and the Nazis working together, and then they had to, you know, they were going after this money, and we got our African American con artist, who's kind of, kind of did a couple of old time stereotypes. Like, you know, um, when he was playing, like, the chauffeur, he kind of uh, shuck and jive, I guess is the, the term. Like, uh. the like Al Jolson, not Al Jolson, but definitely, like, a Mom's Mabley type of accent uh, is the best way I could do it. I can, I can kind of call it. But, right. Yes, sir. sir. No, sir. Like, uh, um, Rochester. There you go. Huh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to go with, like, very old school stereotype um, actor. Um <laughs> But he, he kind of did that a couple times, and I'm like, wow, that. I mean, I guess for comedic effect, like maybe at the time I thought that was funny, but now I'm just as an adult, I'm going, ooh, that's, ooh, you can tell this was written by a, a white guy, like, <laughs> and, and and obviously Ben Vereen being, I mean, uh, he was kind of the. I don't think Jeff Goldblum was even a household name at the time, um, and and they just you know it's like those oil and water like oh I'm straight laced you're not we got to work together you know stop conning people to get these nice fancy things but sometimes those nice fancy things help them with a cover of something and and Jeff Goldblum trying to be like the super straight laced PI who's got no 
Like, I thought you needed a license to become a pirate investigator. Apparently not on TV. <laughs> like, Ed, if, we, if, 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 we, if this was TV land, I'd be like, Ed, I got a great idea. Tomorrow we're going to be private eyes. I have an office building and a stencil on the door. Let's get clients. <laughs> <laughs> like, I always thought there had to be some sort of a test involved. They made it seem like there wasn't. <laughs> is there a test to be a private investigator? Because it's like, like said, all my knowledge comes from TV. Because I mean, let's face it: Ten Speed and Brown shoot. Next day, they opened up a, a detective agency. Um, what do you call it? Um, a heart to heart. They were a, a, a married couple that were detectives. No one knew. I don't know if they had a license. There, um, the only people that I knew that were licensed practicing, we call it PIs of the eighties. Magnum PI because it's right there in the fucking title. <laughs> Matt Houston because they even said it. He was. I don't even know if he even took a test. Can't cancel Matt Houston and David Addison for Moonlighting because it was Blue Moon Detective Agency. I don't even know if he even took the light. I don't even know if he took a test. Fuck. The only people I know that took a test was Magnum PI because it's in the it's in the name. Anybody else? They, I, it was like Remington Steel, fucking con artist. The woman who. Um, who actually was Remington Steele. I think she was a detective, like an actual PI. Again, I don't know if you ever took a test. I, I, I guess in the 80s, it was like, yawn, wake up, what do you want to do today? I, there were so many, now that I think about their guy, there were so many detective shows in the 80s. So many. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I, I have to look, I had to look this up because, because it was, it was kind of uh, the, the, the thing there's requ- there the requirements to become a private investigator. Okay, are you ready? Uh-huh, I'm ready. <clears throat> you must be a US citizen. Okay. You must be at least 25 years old. Oh, okay, well hold on. I don't see that right away. I think Remington steals out cuz Remington Remington is not American. He was British. Right. Okay, maybe he had dual citizenship, but go on. Okay. Uh, have three years of experience as a detective agency employee or a law enforcement agency with a higher rank than other than the patrolman. Okay, okay so you, <clears throat> see right away now, I think half of those half of those shows are null and void. Okay, and then I, the, fi- think, because, the final one. Uh-huh. This is the big one. You ready? Uh-huh. Not to be convi- convicted of any crimes. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, I would think that one makes sense. To be honest, because I feel like that you that would be right. Because I mean, Remington still was a con man, but he was never caught. Now, okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna say Tim Speed and Brown shoot because he was a con man and he was actually caught a couple times in that. (laughs) So I mean, unless they got all all those court case, all those pending cases were thrown out, I, I, I he shouldn't have been a PI. In my opinion, I don't. I mean, David Addison. I, I'm but just saying, sure. convicted. You know, he could have right, gone to right, trial right. and and not been convicted. Right, could have been acquitted. Could have been thrown out. Right. Could have been like press charges, but not press charges. Right. Found um, innocent. You know those kind right, of things. Yeah. It's it's the three years of of law enforcement of some sort. But you can't be a patrolman. You can't be a beat cop, and all of a sudden we'll decide to go. Oh, I'm going to be a PI. Yeah, so you you could be a detective agency employee, so you could actually get a job as like an assistant type of thing in three years, get you basically get your license because you know you're a U.S. citizen, twenty five years old. So all you have to do is really get a job because because uh, the first one was through zip recruiter or something like that. What not zip recruiter was some other uh, uh, thing here. Let me let me let me bring that back up here. 
Um, Indeed.com. Uh, you Indeed. can, com. yeah, for right. private investigator jobs. So you could get a job as a private investigator, uh, you know, because that's the thing. Like, you could work for a private investigator, you know, put I'm your. I'm sure there's got to be like, I, I mean, I can't, I don't think like what you do is I was a janitor at a detective agency. For well, three I'm sure years. you, Guess what? I'm sure you'd have to do like, you would, you would have to advance your way through to almost becoming like a person like you you probably they probably have to give you jobs like you have to do research like you know like you have to track down somebody here's a name and, and some information and you have to f- get build a profile like kind of right. thing so so what you're saying is agnes de pesto couldn't become a de- detective and neither could herbert viola because while while agnes worked for david and maddie and moon blue moon eight detective agency she was the receptionist right so she never really was under any kind of apprenticeship there. Correct. But yet, but yet when when Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd were going through their public fights, there was a couple of episodes where Agnes and her boyfriend Herbert Viola did some crack some cases. And I'm like, now my whole life's been a sham, Ed. Sham. <laughs> I mean, at least Mickey Mickey Splain's Mike Hammer TV show. He was an actual PI. Magnum was a PI. Simon and Simon, I'm not sure. Jake and the Fat Man. Jake and the Fat Man. I wasn't one a lawyer. Uh, was the Fat Man? I don't remember. So yeah, now I'm fucking tattooing. Mr. Rourke could have been the PIs for all I know. <laughs> well, that's to say, like this, this is this is only based in Pennsylvania. So you know, California might be right. more, you know, hit California's more. California's could be loosey goosey. Right. You wake up one day, go, what do you want to do? Um, private investigator stamp all right you're in <laughs> <laughs> see like, there you go what, it'd be like okay what's your stick well i was a class clown in high school and i watched a lot of movies and a lot of tv so i could figure out crimes just i could tell you who's guilty just by looking at him you're in <laughs> <laughs> give that man a tv show <laughs> <laughs> Like I've seen, what makes you so? What makes you? Uh, um, we call it expert in your field. I've watched every single episode of Law and Order, and every single episode of NCIS, CSI. If it's got initials in it, Ed, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up, Ed. We're gonna become PIs, <laughs> geeksters. The private dicks. <laughs> Geeksters PI. That's right, Geeksters PI. Here's my badge. <laughs> and I know they did it. Why? Because they're a butler. <laughs> the butler always does it, Ed. I'm telling you. <laughs> that person's guilty. Why? Because if you notice, his left eye is a little off center than his right eye. Right away, he's guilty. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's guilty. Why? His name was the, he was the guest star in the credits. <laughs> right. And he's guilty because I've seen him in bad guys. I've seen him as a bad guy in four other TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's guilty. Why? Because he's standing in a corner twirling a fake mustache. <laughs> Going, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I was I I clearly get to episode three. Once I got done episode three, I was done. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm not watching uh, 
I think it was like they had 14 episodes. Right. I'm not watching 11, 12 more episodes. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if, you, if you've watched the the first two and think that was uh, you had 11 more episodes to go. You're right. Uh, yeah, not doing it. Not no, sir. <laughs> um, <laughs> it could have got better. <laughs> Probably not. But right. it could have got better. Right. I, I just maybe maybe I'll 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 torture myself like one a week. There you go. <laughs> Like, just sit there and be like, Ed, I watched episode four of 10 Speed and Brown Shoe. I'll be honest, when I was watching the third episode, I could barely get through it. I started being like, this is fucking boring. How was I entertained as a child? Well, it was a lot like, different I mean, back then it was now. That's I mean, as, as an adult, I'm going, this is hard to watch. And as a kid, I was like, I mean, it, it affected me so much as a child that I can remember the fucking name of the show. <laughs> like it's not like in 14 episodes it must have lasted some sort of impression on me maybe it's a name 10 speed and brown shoe because i'll be honest not once i don't remember any of them ever being on a bike ben Vereen, i don't think because he was 10 speed i don't in the opening credits there's like a 10 speed right uh-huh. and they pan down and they have a guy wearing brown shoes right and i'm like i don't remember ben Vereen ever once being on a bike it'd be different if he was driving if he was pedaling around everywhere in the city of los angeles but no, he was kind of people into getting caddies and stuff. I'm like, I don't. Why is he called Ten Speed? Do they ever go into like the origins of like? And that part of me is like, well, maybe that would have been season two. You know, <laughs> like season two, somebody from Ten Speed's past shows up, and he's like, ah, we used to call him Ten Speed. Why? Oh, well, I don't know, because he used to ride a Ten Speed bike around town, and he used to deliver papers, so we called him Ten Speed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Uh. Wait, so that's how you guys came up with this? Yeah, sure. Look at Skip. You know how you guys name her? He used to skip everywhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> we call him pedophile. You know why? I, I got it. <laughs> Thanks. I, I don't need to know. I, I don't want to hear the horror story. Thanks. <laughs> we call him Father Father Pete, because he likes to touch kids. <laughs> uh, like, oh yeah, we call him Hannibal the Cannibal. You know why? Uh, I don't know if I want to know this. Because because he, he ate a person once. Yeah, he once once said he did it in war. It was either him or the other guy. <laughs> no, they said, call him Hannibal the Cannibal. You know why? He likes Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> All time favorite movie. Oh, good. <laughs> I thought you were going another way with this. Or it's, it's the ironic uh, nickname. They call him Hannibal the Cannibal because he's a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how they call the big guys tiny. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, okay, enough of Ted Speed and Brown Shoe. I think we've, I think we've put that one to bed. <laughs> um so I also watched um, – you have HBO Max? Yes. Did you watch the uh, 2021 Hall of Fame inductees concert? No, I did not. I watched it. It's actually really good. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I mean, it's long. It's like three, three and a half hours. Yeah, it is long. It usually is. Um, I, 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 do, I do tend to watch those. Um, in the past, I did. And, like, I, I forget how I get – I got – got a hold of them but it's so long and you're like whew, like and i'm like i'm like is there a highlight reel <laughs> like, i mean yeah you're probably like i mean to, i was 
I was interested in it anyway because I do. I mean, I like music. I like to see who's getting inducted to the Hall of Fame. I'm always a little butt hurt because I'm always like, it was either Ohio or Pennsylvania or Philadelphia. So there's always like a little bit of a damn you, Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) We were this close to having the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame here in Philadelphia. Bastards. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it was uh, the people who were inducted was LL Cool J was inducted, Jazzy uh, Jay Z was inducted, the Foo Fighters were inducted, um, the Go Go's were inducted. Oh, good. Um, uh, it was it, to me. It's always like it's not really Tina Turner was inducted too this time around just for herself, not as Ike and Tina. Um, and then they kind of do like one offs like Jay Z while he was inducted, he didn't have like the concert, like the little musical part. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Foo Fighters did, LL did, uh, the Go Go's did. Uh, it was kind of cute because Drew Barrymore was the person that inducted them into the Hall of Fame. Like they knew they have to get speaker, um, and and she was like, apparently like she was a super fan girl of the Go Go's as a kid, and she's got like photos and stuff. But she was very like you could tell like when they were performing, she, they kept flashing her, and she was having the time of her life, you know, mm. watching it. The show was, it, it, like I said, long, but it was really good. You know, um, of course, the Foo Fighters close it out. I'm a little surprised. They had Paul McCartney, like, do the inductee thing. I mean, I, it's not like he was going to get Courtney Love to do it, but, uh, you know, because um, <laughs> <laughs> they don't like each other. <laughs> huh. And Courtney, because of the Nirvana stuff. Anyway. <laughs> I thought they I thought they, they resolved it, because when, when Nirvana was uh... – when Nirvana was uh, inducted, they they were all on stage together. Right, and, they might have squashed the beef for just for pop and circumstance. But I don't I don't think I mean I think if you were to ask Dave Grohl or Courtney if they are nice to each other, they'd probably say they'd be polite and civil. But I don't right. think they I don't think they like like them. I don't think they like each other at all. Like for for face value, because you don't want the legacy of like Kurt Cobain to be like, yeah, after he died, boy. Dave and Court, uh, Courtney hated each other. Like you know, hey. you don't you don't want that stain? I don't think. Um, but to me, it was like you have Paul McCartney be the guy who inducts you in, but it's Paul McCartney, so I guess it's you know, we need a Beatle. Right. We got there's only two left. Let's get the popular one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's either it's either Paul or the drummer. <laughs> <laughs> what would be George? George is dead. Yeah, George died a long time ago, uh, and everyone knows about John. So you got Paul or Ringo, <laughs> and if you could choose between Paul or Ringo, who you, and if you can get either one, who are you going to shoot for? <laughs> Paul, obviously. You're gonna shoot for Paul, and if Paul says no, then Ringo says yes. <laughs> I mean. I don't. I don't think the two of them hate each other. But when was the last time you saw the two of them on stage together? Right. Exactly. <laughs> 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 you know. Uh, so I mean, it was it was fun. It was interesting. I think to me, it's like the, um, like the story, like what the they have like those little vignettes where it's like this is what the person's done and who they are and yeah you know, and like the Tina Turner stuff while. I know a lot about Tina Turner. Uh-huh. It's nice to see, like, you know, like when she when she hit hard as a solo artist, she was 50 already. Like, 
she was and like damn like her like climbing like up high on like stilts and stuff and I'm like wow like she's really crushing it when you have Cher calling Tina Turner an icon you know you're an icon right like <laughs> you know so it was it was it's like those little vignettes or how they became and who they were and those are always kind of fun for me and then you get to see them concert like like where else are you going to see, like, surprise, LL Cool J singing up on stage, and all of a sudden, here comes Eminem to sing with them. You're like, get the fuck out of here. Right. Like, you don't get to see that a lot. <laughs> they don't do the jam session anymore at the end, like, before they would have everybody come up to do, like, a jam session. Right. They didn't do that. I mean, the Foo Fighters closed it out with uh, a, a Beatles song because they have Paul McCartney. If you got Paul McCartney, if he's willing to sing, you get him to sing. Right. You know? So... <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah I mean I, that was uh, impressive I, I, I liked it um, <clears throat> but since since we watched the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Stacy wanted to watch a movie called Yesterday do you remember this movie? I I, I, I never saw it but I, I you know about it that the fact that like uh, this guy was uh, here I, I, go I, ahead. I watched it yeah. would you like me to the plot? yeah go ahead <laughs> Um, apparently guy gets, there's, <laughs> all right, he's, he's, he's a would-be singer and he's coming home from a, a he's riding his bike a, on a gig and in some way, shape or form, the entire power of the entire world goes out, right? When that power goes out, he gets into an accident, gets hit by a bus, right? Mm-hmm. So he gets put into a hospital. He wakes up the next day. He makes like a, a, a Beatles comment, and no one really gets it. Then he starts telling like the girl because he's his this girl, who's his friend, is also his manager, and he's doing like these really like shitty gigs. Because I'll be honest, not much, not that good of a singer, right? Mm-hmm. Not that good of a not that good of a writer either. Well, for some reason, which is never explained in the movie, the world doesn't know the Beatles existed. Right. No. So he decides that I don't know. It doesn't come off as selfishly. Um, so he starts to basically sing the Beatles songs, and because of that, he gains a popularity. So much so that Ed Sheeran, famous singer songwriter, hires him to be an opening act for him, and then he sings you know, like Beatles songs. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, he becomes popular, gets an agent and it, it becomes like, it, it, he kind of feels guilty for doing it. I, I'm going to be honest. And I didn't, don't think I really liked the movie. <laughs> like he, here's, here's why. And I'm, I'm going to spoil the shit out of it. Um, they never explained what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, like why did the world not know the Beatles existed? And not only do the, the Beatles don't exist, but there's, they start. They plant other seeds. Like there's a moment where the dude's mom hands him a Pepsi, and he's like, "Well, I wanted a Coke," and she's like, "What Coke? What's a Coke?" So now you've established now there's no Beatles, but there's no Coca-Cola, right? Okay. Then later on in another part of the movie, someone says something. He says something about wanting a cigarette, and the guy is talking to him is like, well, "What's what's a cigarette?" So now you've established no Beatles, no Pepsi, no cigarettes, right? So you're like, okay, well, there's things in the world that's missing, right? 
They don't explain it. And it all leads up to a very shitty fucking joke, right? Here's the joke. The guy, the woman who's who's been his manager, is actually kind of in love with him. And she finally tells him, of course, you know, he's out doing his own thing. So now he realizes, oh, my God, I missed out on something. By the end of the movie, they have sex and they fall in love, mm-hmm. right? And he wakes up and he's like, this is much, this is much be how Harry Potter felt after beating Voldemort. She doesn't know who Harry Potter is. And he and then there's been a moment, couple moments where he Googled stuff and there's you he Googles Harry Potter and the only thing that comes up is a Harold Potter of like World War whatever. So in this world there's no Harry Potter either, and that's kinda how the movie ends. Mm-hmm. Like I guess it's supposed to be a joke. Like, was well, he gonna now try to recreate the Harry Potter novels? Because it leaves it amb- ambiguous. But not only that, but it never corrects itself. Like, there's no big thing that happens, and all of a sudden the world now knows who the Beatles are. In fact, he gets away with it almost, because there's a couple people, there's like two other people in the movie who know that he's singing Beatles songs, and when he gets this big concert moment, these two people confront him to thank him for singing the music because neither one of them are talented enough to be a singer or songwriter so they thank him for letting these songs exist again and they hand him an envelope, uh, like an, an address he goes to that address and John Lennon is still alive um, and he talk, has like a little conversation with John Lennon mm. and, and then goes about his life but I, and, and he kind of comes clean at like by the end at this big concert moment and he says like all these songs that you guys are crediting to me are actually written by these these four guys John Paul George Ringo they were called the Beatles and in fact not only am I gonna there's this big record deal going on he gives he decides to give the music away for free because it's Beatles songs that it should be given he shouldn't make any money off of this all the stuff that he didn't write in the first place. Mm-hmm. Of course, that angers the the would be L.A., you know, <clears throat> what do you call it, manager and all that kind of stuff. So it's like that damn demand kind of moment, but mm. it doesn't really, it, it's not really powerful enough. And like I said, at the end, it never writes it. The ship never writes itself, so it's he's never gets hit on the head again, hypothetically, and then the world goes back to where it's at. <clears throat> so it it's it's very it's by the end, I was like, okay, it was entertaining, but. It wasn't to me at the end. I was like, ah, yeah, I don't think I really liked it. Like, it just didn't feel like a good. It. I don't know the actor, the lead actor, and I don't. Part of me makes me feel like I think he wrote it. I think he wrote the screenplay for it. It sometimes it just feels like he did it so he could get his own music career started. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I, Hamish I, Patel is the actor. The okay. uh, lead actor here. I'm just seeing if it's done. I don't know. I'm I'm looking at who oh. wrote it, so that way, if, okay. <laughs> see, see if see if your guess is right here. Uh, uh, story by uh, Jack uh, Bevan and Eric. Oh no, I'm sorry, and Richard Curtis. No, Jack Barth. I'm sorry, Jack Barth. I'm, my eyes keep jumping around. Jack Barth and Richard Curtis are the people who the story was by. Um, okay. But then for the actor that you want, let's see, where's Hamish Patel? He was in. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, 
Is this the only thing he's been in? <laughs> really? I, I, wait, no, I gotta, I gotta. Now I gotta look him up. I, I, I have him on, on Wikipedia, so Wikipedia might not. <laughs> uh, maybe you should do IMDb. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like I, the movie itself. Like there were, I don't, I don't think I like. There was no like ha 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 moment. It was. It, I honestly, I don't know why the movie was made. <laughs> like, I, I don't like. You know, you. I mean, I get it. It's entertainment, but to get that. It's not like. How can I put it? Well, appar- like... Apparently, he was in. He was in the. Uh, he was in. Um, a tenant. Um, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff he's been in. Like, let me see. I'm trying to go back here. Um, yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like this guy. This, wow, he was in East Enders, which is a British show back right. like in the early 2000s, 2007 to 2016. Um, he was a TV series called Motherland. Uh, all right, so I mean, he's got a career. yeah. There's there was not much before he was uh, before he did this, but then now he's like in Tenant. He's a Don't right, Look the, well, Up, which is he's doing now. He's a, the movie did get. I think I think yesterday got some sort of a enough of a push and enough of like you know like hey you know from. Look, this was a Sundance Film Festival movie that might have won like some some award of some sort, you know, to get enough push and enough play to get him a career. And I'm not saying, like, look, I'm not saying he was a horrible actor. The acting was fine. Right. I just didn't find the movie super entertaining. I was like, I don't know. Usually, when you do something like this, there's like a, like a, a even if they don't even give you a reason, it kind of fixes itself in some sort of way. He, this guy, you 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 leave the movie theater, you leave the movie with this guy living in a world that doesn't have the Beatles, doesn't have Harry Potter, at least doesn't have cigarettes or Coke. I don't know what else was not not in like not in that world because I never really deep dive into that because I guess it's not the point. The point is the Beatles don't exist, and the other two things missing leads up to a, a really bad Harry Potter joke. You know that doesn't go anywhere mm-hmm. because it's kind of like it. You know, like I was. You're not expecting walking out going, "Ho ho ho!" That movie was smart and it was funny because it was neither. <laughs> you know, it was just like, "Hey," it, was, it legitimately was like, "Okay, well, what if we lived in a world without the Beatles?" Okay, well then all and oh, and ironically enough, because the Beatles never existed, Oasis never existed, so Wonderwall was never made. Hmm. You know, so it's like. And to me, I was like, oh, well, that makes sense if, you know, if because they were considered like the second coming of the Beatles. And, and if no one knows who the Beatles were, then their music wouldn't get popular at all because there's no Beatles in existence at all. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like I said, it was it was meh. And I'm glad with like it was one of those movies. You know, when you watch a movie, you go, well, I'm glad I didn't pay to see that. You know, <laughs> it, it wasn't horrible, but it was also wasn't like rip roaringly great either. Right. Um, in fact, the only thing the movie made me want to do is made me watch the the documentary that's on Disney Plus. Okay. Because that that Beatles documentary started on Disney Plus that uh, Peter Jackson is it has made. Right. You know through the old footage. Um. So I'm like, I kind of want to see that. I'm not really been. A, I've never really been a big big Beatles fan. I think everybody has a moment in their life where they're a big Beatles fan. For me, it was like my teenage years mm-hmm. like my 16 17 maybe 15 16 17 in there where it's like you know i got the B- 
Beatles Greatest Hits cassette, and I like some of the songs, and I don't like some of the songs, but you feel like it's kind of like almost if you like music, it's in your DNA to like a few. Like, I mean, let's face it, Yesterday is a beautiful fucking song. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, it's like, I think John Lennon's Jealous Man, I don't know if it's a Beatles song or it's just a John Lennon song. Um, I like that song too. And there's like some really good Beatles tunes, but I'm not like a, again, I think you could tell who a person is by one of two choices, Beatles or Stones. Mm-hmm. I, I was always more of a Stones fan than I was a Beatles fan. I like their music, but if if I had to flip a coin on who I'd want to see, I'd rather see the Stones than I would Beatles. Mm. You know. <clears throat> but since we're talking about Disney Plus, Ed, have you seen Hawkeye? No, I haven't yet. I because I <laughs> what ended up happening was I found out like Thanksgiving. I'm like, oh, that's where Hawkeye dropped, and I forgot that it was out. And I was like, and I asked my wife, and I'm like, uh, you guys sometimes it's like, you know, do you want to see these with me? You know, kind of thing. A lot of times right. she'll skip over, like, like, uh, what, like, what if she was not interested in, so it was okay, or, you know. And I think we ended up, we did watch the other ones, uh, uh, the Scarlet Witch one, and and, uh, uh you know, the Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon right. and Winter Soldier. So you know, we end up watching those. So she's like, yeah, I, I want to see Hawkeye. So I was like, okay, but she was away. Uh, right, okay. visiting family so I, I wasn't wasn't able to see it um uh this weekend so hopefully this week i'll catch up and see it so i'm, I'm excited to see it um I, you know because that was one of the shows that you know i saw the trailer i was kind of like well you know what like uh, to me hawkeye wasn't the strongest character in the mcu hawkeye, he god damn it i like hawkeye i thought he was i'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> wait, 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 wait. i didn't say i didn't like the guy i didn't say he was, i didn't think he was the strongest character out of the you know plethora of characters that you've got in that in that whole you know series you know like of right, movies right, especially right. you know like type of thing I mean well you're like 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 you said you you go Ringo or Paul who would you get it's like <laughs> right. Hawkeye or Iron Man who would you get <laughs> that's a good point yeah. that's, that's a very fair point if you had to pick any of the other Avengers against Hawkeye no one's picking Hawkeye first. right right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, when I saw the trailer, I was like, "Oh my god, he's interesting." <laughs> Just compared Hawkeye to Ringo Starr. <laughs> You're welcome, Ringo. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, if I had to pick between Ringo Starr and Hawkeye, I'd still pick Hawkeye. And he's fictional. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Take that, Star. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I'm assuming you saw it. Yes, I did. We, um, Stacey and I watched the first two episodes. Uh, it's really good. It's a good show. Um, I know there's a little controversy because the artwork and the artist who created, like, designed the, the comic book that's coming out. They, there, it's like the uh, Wish Disney would pay them to use kind of like the artwork or the art style. Uh, uh, but, I mean, again, it, who knew that Hawkeye was going to get his own TV show, fucking show? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, it, there's always this 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 kind of double-edged sword. It's like, wow, they're using something that I helped create, but I'm not getting compensated for it in a way that I feel like I should be now. It's like, but back then you had no idea. It was your your 
And again, <laughs> see, I that's the thing. That's that's what makes this very difficult because, like, I'm 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 on both sides of the camp in this, you know, and which so which so kind of sucks because you're going, you know, back then they just create these characters and you didn't know how popular it was and like you know it was basically Stan's Lee, Stan Lee's names have been like smathered on it whether he created or not no he'll admit whether or not he created these characters right, he's always been good to say me and so and so and so and so was more influential it made it easy for me to do my job because they were so good at their job right so so you 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 have that but the the idea of um these 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 creators and it's like yeah you know what they should get some kind of compensation should they get like massive amounts of compensation no, they made a deal. You know, they 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 ironed out a deal. They they just wanted to get their names kind of. They just want to have a job where they're, you know, doing an art kind of project kind of thing. You know, like right. kind of thing. Like, they I, they get to draw images all day. You know, like kind of thing. You know, and it's just like it, it, to to me. You, I mean, they make it sound terrible, but I'm thinking part of me's probably think it would be like a dream job if I could draw mm-hmm. pictures all day and 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 you know. Uh, uh, do stuff like that. It'd be awesome, you know. But uh, right, I'm trying to see if it's because I'm looking. I'm trying to get the comic book part. Um, oh, guy, comic. Like I'm trying to get the artist because it's it's from a run. Uh, Hawkeye, the Aja is the the the, the artist, mm-hmm. and you can see like when you look at the cover of when you look at the comic itself, you can see that definitely the 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 style and even the opening credits of the TV show looks like it is using or paying homage to this book. And I think it's the storyline is based on that novel mm. or that graphic novel um, that was written by somebody else. Like even though Hawkeye is not like Hawkeye has been around for a while, this arc is, is sort of based upon this guy's artwork and maybe the storyline and, and I'm just trying to think, like, when it was actually done. Hawkeye uh, Vine 1, see if it gives me, like, a date. I don't know exactly when the first... It, it's been around for a while. Definitely within, like, the last... Very second, very pretty... It doesn't say. Uh, I'm trying to... I'm quickly trying to pass through. <clears throat> um, so it's it's just, like... You're right. You you get hired to do this artwork, and then you get paid to do that artwork, and then you go about your day. You get your your hired gun basically, mm-hmm. and then then you get done. It gets maybe gets critical acclaim, or whatever, and then someone buys or wants to create from make it live action. Like who would have thought Hawkeye would ever be a live action character? Because right. he's you know it's, it's like it's it's Hawkeye, and I'm not saying that as like a slam because like I said I, I appreciate the character. Oh, and you, but and it's, it's not like. And the thing is, is like what? up until like the late nineties, like nobody was really taking superheroes, like movies or shows, very seriously enough to go, like this is going to be huge, you know, like kind of right. thing. Like so, you so for for decades after they created these characters, you know, they're like they're like, yeah, Hawkeye's not going to get a shot. Like if Iron Man can't be done right, or you know, or or Thor, you know, doesn't get the light of day, and yet you know, the seventy Spider Man show and the Hulk and the uh, Wonder Woman, you know, kind of thing, and it can't be Batman in the sixties, you know, kind right. of thing. You you kind of go and. You know how 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 can we take this? You uh, know, apparently, I'm looking at the publisher. It looks like it was March back in 2013 when this storyline came from. So it's almost 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I mean, how are you going? It's like it's like Ed. If we made it, if okay, let's say we have a show and we get paid to do a show, 
or, or write something, and then ten years later they decide to make what we created into a live action. How am I supposed? Unless it's specifically written in my contract that in the off chance that you guys decide to make this a live action thing, I want X. I want residual effects. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't know that at the time. You're just happy to get paid because right. you're trying to put food on the table. You don't. Now I think today, as an artist or as a writer, you have to think uh, a little ahead of the game. Like, you know, what if I become famous? What if people, someone wants to take, wants to buy my work and then create a live action whatever into it? You know, you kind of have forward thinking away. Mm-hmm. Now, but ten years ago, who would have thought like Hawkeye is going to be the breakout character of get his own show? Because at the time he was like. A character in the, the Avengers movies, and that was it. No one would have thought that because Disney Plus didn't exist at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it was like, who would have, who would have thought? I mean, and I I understand, like I agree. If his artwork is being stylized in this show, there should be somewhat of a compensation. There should. Oh be. yeah, definitely. But but do I think that it's like he could be retiring on it? No. Right. You give him you give him a, you give him a check. You get them some, you know, like residual rights or whatever they call them, residuals, where it's like, okay, where every time the show airs, you get a little something, something. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to be much. Like, you know, like, oh, look here, I got my check from Disney. It's $2 because it's a show that's aired like 50 million times. Right. You know? You get uh, a penny every time it, it, it airs, you know, kind of right. thing. And then... You're not going to make fucking Seinfeld money. Right. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you're not. You're not making the kids from Friends don't have to work a day in their life. Guess what? You as an artist, you ain't, you're not going to be able to make that deal. Right. You're just not. You know, but I mean, give a little something. You know, like, okay, a special thanks is might be nice. Right. Yeah, putting their name on the screen would right. be, and, you know, inspired by. Right, and apparently Disney has done that. But, of course, the world we live in, it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Give them a little something, something for it. Well, I mean, does the guy ever, is the guy, you know, is the guy's bills paid? Does he still have a roof over his head? Is he still be able to pro- provide for his family if he has one? Because if he can, then he's doing fine. He does. He really need Disney. He just wants the Disney money because it's Disney money. Right. It's like people think that Disney's like sneezes and thousand dollar bills shoot out their ass. You know, like they maybe do. they do, but they're not doing it to everybody. Right. Why do you think they're fucking Disney? Right. It's like, how do you think I got so rich? <laughs> like <laughs> by stepping on the necks of the people underneath me. Right. You know, right. the best thing about stepping on those people on the way up is you get to step on them back on the way down. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I just find more people to step on. That's all. Right. That's it. And that's you know, sorry. Like I, you know what? Next time you do something, think ahead. Dizzy can throw you a little something, something, but it's going to be a little something, something. Right. You know, but it's going to be more pocket changes you're going to have. And like, don't get me wrong, I'm not one for the world's exposure. You, that should be good enough. I don't, I don't believe that. You work hard for that look, and you should get compensated for that look. But you know what? You did that look ten years ago. Now somebody's saying, "Hey, we're going to be like that style. We're going to give you a little something to to maybe take that style and put like a little different spin on it and add on to that, and we'll give you like a little. Hey, thanks. How's your father? You know, kind of thing. <laughs> you know, but I mean, what do you want? Like, you want, you want fucking, um, you want RDJ money for artwork you did 10 years ago. All right. 
You're not. You'll get, you know, like, who's, you know, you might get a little something, something, but don't expect. <laughs> you'll get Ringo money and like. <laughs> you'll get Ringo money. You're not get. You're not in the Paul money area. No, fuck you. No, you're Yellow Submarine, dude. You're not Hey Jude, dude. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by the Beatles. <laughs> Today's episode brought to you by Ringo Starr. Uh, hey, what's my favorite letter? The letter B. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Uh, we're going to Beatles this to death. <laughs> <laughs> waka waka. Um, okay, what else did I watch? Um, I also, there was, because <laughs> we're on Disney Plus, and because it's also the first night of Hanukkah, and. I highly recommend you check out a little ditty called Puppy for Hanukkah. It's a music video on Busy Oh, Parts. yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that last year. I, I, I was in Disney in December for Christmas. Uh-huh. And we, you know, of course, because of the pandemic and all we went, the places were not open late type of thing. So we ended up going back to the hotel and sitting and watching TV at night, you know, kind of thing. And they have like Disney channels, like kind of thing. And the puppy for Hanukkah, I, I played that last year, I think on the show and you didn't get it, I know, but I, you saw I, it. I, I, you, you, I think I do remember you playing it for, for a thing. And I was like, yeah, I don't find it funny at all. Cause audio is not funny at all. Right. The video itself is kind of cute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's also, I think now because I'm, because of the influence of Hamilton, the guy who uh, David Diggs, I think his name is, the guy who plays Jefferson and Thomas Jefferson and um, Lafayette in the he's the one who's singing it. So there's a little familiarity with the voice now. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, the video is cute. But again, uh, like I'm, I'm not, you know, you're not going to hear me blasting. I mean, I, there's very little stuff going on for Hanukkah anyway. Like it's it's the. Disney. That's what we're talking about, oh. sweetheart. <laughs> Chase is like, they have that thing, that puppy for Hanukkah thing. Like, clearly, she's two feet away from me and not paying any attention to what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> she only hears one half the conversation, though. Right. Well, she's only hearing it, but I have said puppy for Hanukkah a few times. <laughs> but she's too busy playing with our dog because our dog wants my attention. So every once in a while, you're. Mm. I, I, I don't hear her crying, but I do hear, like, playing and i hear her saying stuff to i guess keep get her attention get the attention so that way yeah get you off you <laughs> yeah i mean i don't mind god can whine all she wants it's just um I, I mean i was petting her and stuff but parents i have to have her full undivided attention in, right yes you know because you know she's the queen the princess in the house daddy give me a, a my bone please <laughs> i need to go out <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, Stacy's there. Ask her. No, no, no. I don't want her to do it. I need you to do it. Yes. She's she's in this household. She's Ringo. Show <laughs> 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 you never guess who emailed us. <laughs> Ringo's lawyers. <laughs> Rico ain't got lawyer money. <laughs> he ain't got no lawyer money. He's got internet lawyer money. 
<laughs> which means it's somebody who's a fan who's like, I'm a big Ringo Starr fan. I got I got my drum. I became a drummer because of him. <laughs> you can catch our band at the what do you call it? The Schwartz's uh, Bar Mitzvah later this week. <laughs> One day we'll get the big Christian weddings, and then we're rolling in the money. <laughs> Until mm. so then, I'd like to thank Shlomo for becoming a man today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then finally, Ed, I saw Stacey and I watched 8 Bit Christmas on HBO Max. Oh, that's wow. Yeah, I forgot I was going to see that. I didn't, I, I didn't know it was coming out. It came out. Um, cute movie. It's a very cute movie. It, it, it kind of pays a nice homage to the Princess Bride, okay? Yeah, because it's it's told from a from a story perspective, mm. you know, by a kid who's not interested and then becomes interested by the end of the movie, you know, so much so they're like on the edge of the seat, like, what do you mean? What happened? It's it's a really cute movie, kind of. It, it's it's a nice. Uh, it's it's funny. There's some funny moments in it. It's it's a really good movie. I, I thought it was cute. You know, for a holiday flick, uh, like, you know, it plays on some nostalgia of the 80s, you know, <laughs> and Neil Patrick Harris is, is, he's the dad telling a story about when he was a kid. Right. So he's charming as always, and the kid's pretty funny. It's, it's, it was really cute. I highly recommend if you have HBO Max to watch 8-Bit Christmas, because it was, it's, it's, I'd say it's, it's, a, a destined to be a holiday classic, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Looks good. I was saying, I, I, every time I see the trailer for it, I'm like, oh, I, I kind of want to see that. I'll have to, you know, see if I can find it somewhere and and uh, and watch it. But uh, yeah, and I didn't know. So I got HBO Max. That's good. I'll I'll, I'll try try and catch it. This uh, maybe that'll be a Disney movie. My wife and I will watch. I'm uh, not a Disney movie, uh, right? But a movie we'll watch. Christmas movie. That's what I meant. Christmas movie to watch. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, outside of that, I'm trying to think. Uh, work is work. I don't, my first day back at work was uh, Black Friday, which <laughs> here in the States is the worst holiday of all time. All right. Um, kind of busy. Um, being having going through uh, COVID, I, it was fatigue inducing, is to say the least, because you're like problems, problem, problems. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I I think it's. It's funny. Yesterday, I got complimented on my work, on, on my ability to help people, and then I almost got into a fight that same day. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not not really a fight. It was the classic "well, you could step outside" kind of moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I have to I have to vent about it. Ed, would you like to hear the story? No, I wouldn't. All right, never mind. How was your week? <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead, please. Uh, guy comes into the store, wants to return an item that has no receipt, right? Uh-huh. Now, we have a policy. We can't just return games. We can't return product that doesn't have a receipt. Not only did not, he also claimed that he didn't buy it at our store. He bought it at another store. And we have the ability to look at a person's account and look at some their last purchases mm-hmm. and and that item wasn't on the list I, i'm like i'm sorry sir we can't do the return not at the store you don't have any 
you don't have any proof that you bought it mm -hmm. here you don't have any proof that we bought it i can't see it i'm like you could go back to the store that you bought it at maybe they'll recognize you like i mean that's a possibility because i mean i'll be honest he's basically an off-brand machine gun kelly that's what he looked like lanky skinny white dude with shitty tattoos on him <laughs> okay all right yeah i mean you you, you couldn't miss him mm. like but he definitely like i'm like and he's there with this kid too by the way i gotta i gotta i gotta add that in and i'm like i'm sorry there's there's nothing i can do i mean we can call like i can't even call customer service to have this return because clearly it's not there now i'm like I didn't feel like getting into the, the, the thick of things. I'm like, well, you know what? You go back to the store and they can do like a physical count. Like maybe they give you – like maybe the game that's on the receipt on, on the on the file was the game that you paid for. It might have – like like it's like saying, hey, I want brand A and they give you brand B by accident. Mm. Um, but they don't know that because it's scanned as item A. Like mm. if, you know, it could be across – it could be priced wrong, you know. I'm like, but to do that, they, you would have to go back to that store. They would actually have to do like a physical count of how many, um, how many they say they have. And if they have one extra, it's like, oh shit, we did give you the wrong game, even though you paid for this game. Like, mm. it, does that make sense? Yeah. But it's time consuming. But you actually have to go back to that store, and it's getting. I technically I wasn't supposed to be there at that time because <laughs> I was. <laughs> I'm not supposed was, to be here today. <laughs> I, I was. I was working late because i'm trying to catch up on some of the work because it is the holidays and we got packages out the wazoo that's got to get processed and stock to get put back on the shelves because it's the holiday season no one wants to be short controllers when you got a box full of controllers sitting in the back that's being waiting to get processed mm -hmm. so i'm trying my best to get that make sure the time cards because you know i've been out for 10 days people have come in on the days that they're not scheduled so i had to there was paperwork I got to do. Right. Boss type shit. So one of the boss type shit is to try to tell this guest here that I can't do anything to help him out. And it does make me feel a little bad that I can't help him out. But I will try my best to try to find an answer mm. if I have the information. And if you're willing to work with me and be patient enough, this guy didn't want to have anything to do with that. It was like, I brought it here to return it. It's How is it my fault that your system – it's like – I'm like, sir, there's nothing I can do. And then he says this. And he's like, you know, every time I come here, there's always a fucking problem. And I looked at him, square in his face. I was like, well, sir, I think maybe that's the key problem. If there's always a problem when you come here, don't come here. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wow. I was like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I can only go so far. I'm, I'm willing. And I was like three hours after a guy left, like, dude, Sean, every time I'm here, you're always so helpful. You're always willing to go like the extra mile. And I, I was in the back of my head. I'm going, I'm going to get yelled at because it's, you know, the holidays. I'm already the bad guy. And I'm like, dude, you know what? If, if you think you have a problem every time you come walking in the store, there's other GameStops. Clearly, you were at another GameStop because you bought this game there, right? So then as he's bitching, right, he pulls out the fucking bag that he pulled the game out of. So right there, I look, I'm like, dude, so wait, you're telling me that you have the bag with the game in it, but you don't have the receipt? Well, fuck you, you know, right away, I'm like, right away, he starts getting loud, and right away, when someone gets loud, uh, you're obviously wrong. Right. <laughs> like, so as he's leaving out, bitching and complaining, I just, at the top of my lungs, go, yeah, Merry Christmas! <laughs> 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 right, which got, 
which got a, a round of Snickers from the store because the store's packed. Right. You know, and the guy like in the middle of the hallway in the store is like, you want to step outside? And I'm like, oh, dude, you're not worth me losing my paycheck. Like, go, just go. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, I'll wait for you out here. And, you know, you, you get off, I'll be waiting for you. And I'm like, oh, okay, sir. And in my head going, there's 10 fucking exits in this building. You are gonna you can stand out there all you want, sir. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not even parked in that direction that you're walking. <laughs> it would be different if, like, my car was out there. I'd be like, oh, shit, you know, fuck. I don't park <laughs> there. Fuck off. <laughs> like. It was just it was just frustrating to be like, dude, I, I what do you want to do? I can only go so far, man. Like <sighs> I'm sorry, I'm like I was even like before like we're more than welcome to come back Monday because customer service is at this point in time at night on a Saturday ain't gonna be here. <laughs> sorry. Like I can only do so much. And all the information is pointing to me going, You did not buy it at this store. Maybe you bought it at the other store, maybe they'll recognize you. Go there. <laughs> like I, Sorry, I mean, I kind of make it a habit. If I buy something, I try to go back to the store that I bought it at. Right. Just, I've always been that way because I'm in my head. It's like inventory. What's the, you know, like oh, you, when you go to another store, you're dumping off. You're dumping somebody else's, your, another store's problem on another store. And it just doesn't seem, never seem to fit right with me as a, as a, as a shopper. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, if, and if, if I bought something at a store far away, it's like, well, fuck it. I just got to live with it. Right. Unless, uh, unless it's, you know, like something important that I have to return. And most of the time it's not that important. You know, and it's it's I just try because this is before I even was working in retail. It just seems logical. Like I bought it here. If you recognize me or recognize the purchase, you maybe you recognize the name on the receipt. Sometimes it just makes it easier to 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 do. You know, instead of just walking into some random store and going, Yeah, I need to return this. Yeah, I didn't buy it here. I bought it at the store like five blocks over, but it's Fuck it, it's the same store, right? It's not. Just because it has the same name on it, it's not necessarily the same store. But, you know, it's, it's, that was my big gripe for the week. That was my big hurdle, Ed. <laughs> like, I was mean to a person who was mean to me. I, uh, I should just take the slings and arrows. Just take them. Uh, follow the sword. Oh, yeah. Um, I've, I've, as I, I don't know why, Ed, but my lack of patience to people like that has drastically dipped since since the pandemic. I think. Well, I'm saying because it's 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 getting tougher to be anybody anymore because the pandemic is just making it tougher and tougher to be any kind of human being in this world because you you. You you constantly you know it's like what do you mean like like it's like and it's just like and and it's just like oh we gotta do this and it's like well nobody's fucking doing it so guess what like we either got to, we have to do something about this like like let's let's get these let's get these tankers let's get these these carriers in here with all the right. crap there you know because as I say like that's that's the the big thing of like you know especially then this Christmas season that you know you're gonna be shopping you know for stuff and and running around like a, a nut finding things and you're gonna have a hard time finding them because you know if, if you don't do online shopping or whatever because you're not going to um 
they're not going to have it in stock because it's still sitting out in the Atlantic or the Pacific Ocean waiting right. to get to whatever, you know, dock to to be transported to whatever warehouses and stuff and such. So you're 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 behind the eight ball. So people get frustrated with that. Then there's stuff like it's like it's still like like just like now like 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 I went food shopping today and I have to bring in my own bags now. Like which is okay, right. fine. You know what? It's good for the environment, whatever. Fine. You know, is, they, it, is it good for the environment? Right. Like, like I'm still going to, I still get plastic bags outside the city and I'm going to use them to throw things away in. Like, right. like, you know, it's like, it's like just because the city of Philadelphia does it, does it, doesn't mean, you know, like the state of Pennsylvania has to be doing it and the state of New Jersey and the state of Delaware, the state of New York. Right. See, it, what's funny to me is the fact that one point in time, the city of Philadelphia switched from brown paper bags the plastics to help save the environment to save the trees now it's gone full circle that we have to use almost well not paper bags anymore now we have these um cloth bags now that are reusable Mm. to to go shopping in but it's like well those bags are going to just start they're going to be thrown into a landfill somewhere right because eventually you can't clean them because you know you have to you have to clean these bags every once in a while and then eventually you can't clean them so you have to throw them away Cause it's, it's like what else? I, what else you do with them? I, yeah, I, it's, it just it, like look. I appreciate the fact that you want to try to be progressive, and and I mean, since I was a kid, Earth Day, Earth Day, Earth Day, Earth Day, and I'm like, nothing ever comes from it. The Earth is fine, you know. Like it's always going to be fine. Right. Um, I, I like it's, but it's like okay, so let's do this. All right, I'm I'm going to support you 100. percent But if I'm going to support this, I shouldn't be able. Like, I, there are two Wawas that I hit. On the way to work. Uh-huh. One is inside the city of Philadelphia, and the other one is just outside the city of Philadelphia. They're a span of five minutes apart by car. Right. <laughs> if I go to one Wawa and I need to bring a bag, or I could drive an extra five minutes and get a bag. Right. right. Where the fuck do you think I'm going? Right. <laughs> the Ringo store or the Paul <laughs> store? <laughs> Right, because now don't get me wrong. I do have like, Target was 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 um, I would say kind enough to have have these because this ban went into effect in October. Uh-huh. Um, for months, like most of the summer, Target was giving out these kind of nylon bags, not nylon, but like cloth bags, reusable. You know, and every time you went to Target, it was like, hey, yeah, take a bag, go ahead. And it's like if you bring that bag in, we'll knock five cents off your purchase, dude. I'm buying a hundred dollars worth of shit. You're like, oh, thanks for the nickel. Like, <laughs> but, but you know, at least they at least they supply you the bag. Right. They go, here's a bag, no big deal. They're not charging Wawa, you for it. They don't charge you for it. Wawa, those little motherfuckers charge you a quarter. Right. <laughs> right. And it's it's infuriating because you're just like, dude, where? Why couldn't you have filed? Like, look. I'm not saying Wawa is as big as Target because Wawa, for the people who live around the world, is like, think 7-Eleven, but more East Coast, you know, um, and in, not all the way. It's like if you live in if you live in um, Texas, it's Bucky's. Um, I would say California has the Circle K is, you know, probably right. and 7-Eleven is kind of universal. Wawa is like our 7-Eleven. But you could have been. Like, oh well, here's some fucking free Wawa bags. You know, Target's doing it. We could do it too. Like, <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, like I found out because because a like 
I have a ton of Wawa bags. <laughs> I have a shitload of them in the back of my car. Right. And every okay. time I pull in, I forget. And I have right. a handful of shit that I need a bag. So it's not like I can carry this stuff out and be like, okay, whatever. Like, I have to buy a bag. So now, lately, though, I've been better and I think. But the, but the guy behind the counter says, yeah, you know what? You buy them up now because you're charging a quarter. It, take, it costs them 73 cents for them to buy it, for them to get made. So they're right. losing money on these and that they're trying to recoup something of the loss. That's why they're doing. They said that maybe one day you're going to be sp- spending a buck, you know, to, to, so they can make a, like a slight profit on this, you know, to turn around, you know, kind of thing. Cause eventually it's going to happen. So, it's, you know, it's like, it's like, buy these quarter of bags. Now. Hey, God forbid we do the right thing for the environment. Fuck you. We need money. Right. <laughs> but as so it's the same, like, like they're, 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 you know, they, they can't give it away. Apparently. I don't know why, you know, like, like, like I say, like target, like, cause that's the thing. Like when I go food shopping now, I use my target bags to go food I, ooh, shopping. Ooh, ooh. Because funny, I, I walked in the Wawa with a Target bag. <laughs> so, so that's the thing. Like, like I walked in with, you know, now, now, like I said, like now I make sure I, I, I go back and get my Wawa bag in the morning and, and make sure, you know, that I have that to go in with because yeah, it's, it's a quarter and you're going after a while. I'm like, I got so many of these fucking things. Like, I don't even know what to do with them. I'm thinking about like sitting out front and just like, you know, 15 cents. <laughs> it's, it's like used it's bag. Only, you know what? Those are perfect Halloween bags. Right, yeah, trick or treater face. If, if <laughs> I was a kid, I'd be walking around with a Wawa bag, going trick or treat because they're sturdy, they're tall, but they're not wide, so you can probably get a good haul and then drop a bag off, grab the next bag. Like you could have like a nice little, you know, train going on them. Right, like, like <laughs> dropping off a bag, mom. Give me the next one. I'm going back out. Right, and <laughs> but the, the thing is, is like, like, and like I said, like, 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 because Seal and I, we were just food, food, food shopping. I use like four target bags, you know, to, to do it. And, and she's like, wow, I was, you know, luckily we had enough. And I said, well, we got to go to target, buy more stuff, <laughs> get more bags. Cause you know, they don't, they're not charging us, you know, for them, you know, as far as I know, I haven't, I haven't been in target in a while, but you know, like, like that's say, like, like even if I buy like a movie, like one thing I'll, I'll put it, I'll, cause I'll go through self checkout. I'll put it in a target bag and take it. <laughs> You know, just to just have the bag because you're going. I'm going to need this for for shopping, and I and it's just the thing is it's 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 been now like I said like it's been a month and it's so hard. It's been almost two months and it's hard for me to still remember to walk into a store and going, oh fuck, I gotta go back out and get a goddamn bag or you know like like you know it's like and I'm and I'm and like like some stores I'm like uh, I'll see how much it is there because you know it's a thing like like supermarkets charge you money for it you know and granted if you if you use it every time they're supposed to scan a barcode and take something off like a penny or two so eventually you could make your money back on these bags but I'm thinking uh, I'm gonna go shopping that much <laughs> for that to happen you know type of thing you should, you should give me it for free you know but I don't even know why we're talking about this <laughs> why, why why did we end the story I don't know. <laughs> I think I think because we were just talking about bags oh, okay. <laughs> about the environment. Um, I I mean that was my I mean honestly that's kind of my week. I don't know what else. I mean, <laughs> what have you been doing? I watched a lot of uh, television myself um, this week. Um, I've one of the things I that I've, we we talked about last week. I was watching was the 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 Netflix series uh, Cowboy Bebop. I was a big fan of the anime. And, you know, I saw a lot of negativity about it. And I got it. And I'm like, I still enjoyed it. I thought it was a good series. I recommend it. 
And I, I see why. I mean, you know, and it's just like you, you, when you watch the two, that they're completely almost, they're same but different at the same time. And that's the thing. Like when you watch anime, it's a certain thing. Like it's, it's not a standard show. You're not getting information like right away and nothing, nothing's hand fed to you, you know, kind of thing. You have to like think about like, like certain things and like Japanese animation like stories are this I mean not the animation the stories are so kind of out there and you have to get used to that kind of you know it's it's not like the the plot driven world we live in now like like Netflix likes to take a show and run it for 10 episodes and it's a complete continuing storyline for every episode so you're going I'm glad I can binge this all at once and sit there and watch it in an afternoon or a weekend and get the the next part of the show where like anime, it's just like they have random stuff that like had nothing to do with anything. You know, it just was right. that was an episode. You know, like they were chasing somebody down. That was an episode. You know, and there wasn't there was no clear connection. Like a lot of this, there was a lot of like connectivity. You know, to it for the next episode to the next thing, the MacGuffin to keep it going. And you're and you're going, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. You know, and then like some of the things that I guess they you know they didn't have that big of budgets because they were using vehicles like cars and stuff still in in the show. And you're going, right? This is supposed to be future. They don't have cars anymore. You know, kind of thing. They don't have combustible engines. You know, kind of thing. So that's the 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 idea of it. You know, like I think, but I still I still thought it was pretty good. I mean, the action was good, the storyline was good. I mean, it, it, for a continuing storyline of Cowboy Bebop, it was good. The only thing I didn't uh, enjoy, but it was at the end though, was there's another character, there's four characters in the series, and they didn't use the one character until like they mentioned him once in an episode, and then she, she was in the end of it. It was a uh, radical Ed. Uh, he's a she's a computer hacker that uh, that's that's on the bebop and 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 they didn't use her like I said so hope she's I guess a season two kind of thing because she comes to uh, the my main character one of the main characters and says I got a job for you you know I, I you know I need a, a space cowboy and that's uh, and that's it and you're going oh okay well at least we get you know there's something but you know you have to wait for hopefully next season you know that the, they hope they get a season two for this and all, but I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was good. Um, you know, I don't think you have to be a cowboy bebop fan to would really enjoy it. You know, I mean like, you know, if you like space sci-fi adventures, I think this, this would be really good. It's kind of a detective, you know, type of thing in a way. And, and, uh, um, well, you know, they actually dumbed the detective stuff down a little bit, but there's some, there's, like I said, there was some good stuff to it. You know, like if you like that kind of like crime intrigue, you know, syndicate, you know, uh, uh, mafia style stuff, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty good. I, I, you know, I enjoyed it. I, I recommend it. Um, okay. usually every week now I've been trying to give you a Terry Gilliam film that I saw and, uh, uh-huh. you know, talk about this week. I didn't because I actually went to the theater. Ooh. Um, yes, I saw Encanto. Disney's Encanto uh, in the theaters. Uh, this it dropped on uh, the day before Thanksgiving, and uh, we Seal and I, my brother, watched it. Um, it was good. I mean, it's the typical, you know, it's got songs in it. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's about a family that has these uh, gifts, and uh, one of the one of the kids doesn't have a gift in in the show. And oh, I've seen the trailer for that. Right. And, you know, and then she's, she, she's like the main focus of the whole thing. And, 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 you know, and she's, 
she was a little upset that she doesn't have a gift, but she's trying to make the best of it with what, you know, what she has. And, um, you know, and, and they think she's going to either destroy the family or, or put the family together, you know, blah, blah, blah. So it's one right. of those kind of like journey type movies, you know, and it's, it's, you know, I mean, it's Disney, so you know how it's going to end, you know? Right. <laughs> not the way you think, but in a good way, you know, it still ends in a happy ending. Um, and you know, like I said, it was, it was, it was good. You know, we, I, I enjoyed it and, and, uh, you know, I mean, but like I said, it wasn't like, like, oh my God, like it's Encanto, you know, it, it shows Colombian culture. So that was kind of interesting to see. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's got a lot of great color to it. So if you're, you know, if you're a real person of, of color, uh, uh, palettes of, of blues and greens and yellows and, you know, just that kind of poppy style like type of thing it was good that way um so you know i mean they said there was a lot of good elements there's some songs were good just not memorable like let it go let it go you know <laughs> right. you know but it's it, some of the songs were, were catchy you know enough but nothing that i'm like i can sing now to you and go oh yeah it was great um but i do recommend it if, if you get to you know chance probably most people will see it on disney plus when that finally hits um and then um I did watch uh, Masters of the U- Universe Revelation Part Two. Oh, okay. Yes, I forgot to mention I saw that too. Okay. Uh, what did you think? I well, I mean, I was already on board for the first half, so I thought the second half was good. I I, I didn't hate any of it. I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was different. I'm okay with it. I I was never a diehard He-Man fan, so I don't feel like my childhood was raped in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> so I'm like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, all right. It was kind of cool. It was neat. Um, all right. Like, can't wait for season two or season three. Or well, I guess it'll be season two, part one. Like, I'm, I, I, I enjoyed it. What did you think? Because I think, if memory serves me right, I don't think you were on board the first half. Yeah, I wasn't. And you right. know, and I mean, you know, like, I, I just it, it, like some of the parts were very good in part one. I, I have to have to say, like, there was some episode, certain things that happened. And it was it and and I have to say like it was it was a coherent storyline. To me, the second half was a little bit messy. You know, I like okay. it, it just it just jumped around to too many different things. Like the, too many elements were going on, and then all of a sudden, like you know, like a character appears at the end, like towards the end, you're going, "Oh my god, I forgot he died." <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, he's back, and you're going. Ah, yeah, you know. Um, I mean, was it was it bad? No. Uh, was it was it something I'd watch again? No, definitely not. Uh, you know, I I mean, if if season two comes out or part three, I don't I don't know. How, <laughs> I don't know how you break this. Season two, part one. Right. Season two, part one comes out. I'll probably watch it just to see. You know, like to see. Like, are they going to do something different, or you know, like. Um, you know, I, I just, it, it, I mean, granted, you know, you, 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 like I said, I, I felt that when, when you see all the commercials beforehand, you're, you th- you're thinking you're getting one thing and then you didn't like the, the rug feels like it got pulled from under you. So you just don't like it, you know, cause it's just like, uh, oh, you, you tricked me, you know, like Nick, like now, now I feel, now I feel jilted that I watched this, you know, kind of thing. But then I'm going, well, now I got to see how it ends. <laughs> Well, see, okay, now, I, I think, here's, um, I, I feel like, had they released all ten episodes at once, I don't know if people would have been so hateful in the beginning. 
uh-huh. because when you get the first five, look, look, let's fuck it, let's spoil it. In the first episode of the show, you kill off He-Man, right. and you kill off Skeletor, and then you make it a, a kind of a Tila um, show in a way. Right. Now, granted, it is called He-Man's and the Masters of Universe Revelations. It's not just well, it's that. Oops, show. Stop me right there. It's just called Masters of the Universe Revelations. Mas- that's right. It's so, you, so the He-Man is taking out of it. I'm, I'm, I'm right. not saying I'm not saying He-Man was supposed to be the focus of the show, but when you use elements of the old '80s cartoons in your trailers, you're thinking of a, a certain way. You know, like like in your mind, you think of you know. Of course, you're going to He-Man, and it just says Masters of the Universe. Now, originally, that's what they wanted to call it. They just wanted to call it Masters of the Universe. They never right. wanted to call it He-Man in the Masters of the Universe. But right. He-Man was such a focal point to sell the toys that that's why it was called that. But- right. Now, keep in mind, you just said the thing, to sell the toys. Right. <laughs> now, I, and I think that by the end of those first five episodes, <clears throat> during again, there are five episodes. You have, you have He-Man slash Adam in just about every episode in some way, shape, or form, whether it be a flashback or whether they visit him in, in heaven, mm-hmm. quote-unquote. The afterlife, yes. <clears throat> right. So, I mean, he's in it, and I do understand. Like, I, I get it. People were win- wanting to see him, and you only get him in little bits and pieces. I, I do. F- and at the end of that first half, Skeletor comes back. You think he kills off Adam again for a second time, and then he be- he has the power of Gray Skull. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh shit! And I know it's thematically it's designed to be like a cliffhanger and if everyone loved it it'd be like oh my god I can't wait for the second half but because there were so many I know you kind of sort of fall into the butt hurt white cis male thing that happened Mm -hmm. you know like of like well this ain't my show fuck them you weren't as aggressive as some people on the internet were Mm -hmm. Um, and and then when you see the opening of the second half and he's not dead he's just wounded mortally wounded you think he's dead and then you know he he gets better <laughs> you know and 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 it it's you know he's like oh well i'm always one like him becoming he-man without the sword was interesting you know and in, and i'll be honest as a character you sh- you see how flawed skeletor is as a villain mm-hmm. because through Evil Lynn's eyes, you kind of get a little bit of a history of Evil Lynn, like how the two of them met, because I never knew, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but you see that how she even says, like at one point, because he is so he Skeletor is so laser focused on destroying He Man, having the power of Grayskull. But once you get it, what's fucking next, dude? He he can't see what's next because he's so obsessed with this one little action that when it happens he doesn't know what the fuck to do with himself you know and it's it's and and it's like they say like evil Lynn winds up having the the most majority of the power in the first place mm. you know so when when beast man of all people kind of talk her in and go like why are you why are you allowing yourself to be treated like this you're the fucking woman to hold the secrets and even when skeletor shows her basically the universe and she realizes that the universe is 
a great ball of nothing and that you are as, as insignificant as a gnat on a windshield. What's the point? <laughs> you know? And what's what's the point? And you're like, yeah, when you look at it from that perspective, what is the point? But what do you do with all that power? What do you do with all that thing? Like you can create and destroy all you want, but all you, if all you're focusing on is destroying, well, like what's next? It makes you as a as a villain, it makes your logic flawed because once you get that, where do you go? Mm. You know. And then, you know, granted, I her getting spoilers. I mean, she gets the power. She realizes that she's the one in control. She gets the sword, does the eye of the power thing, so she gets the, the it all transferred to her, and she, you know, raises the dead to fight this. It was no, it was it was Skeletor who raised the dead to go fight everybody, mm-hmm. and and she's she kind of takes it from him, you know, and, and again, the only way she knows how because she knows exactly how to how to manipulate Skeletor to the part where he's just a fucking idiot mm-hmm. you know and it's hard for me to say that because i do like him as a as a, as a character and, and you know but he is your typical <laughs> i'll get you he man and and that's it mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know so it was it was like by the end i'm like all right you know try good triumphs over evil i i don't know how i feel about i mean i guess there's this Teal is the new sorcerer. Spoiler. Sorceress, yes. <laughs> right. Um, but she's not tethered to Grayskull as her surprise mother was. Right. Which, which you know, that that's it's funny to, to that 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 was a thing. Like, and I and I and I kind of hopefully maybe you remember because I really don't want to go back and watch the first few episodes. I thought that she that they that, that she was adopted by Man in Arms. That was the story that they gave you, right? Because because right. like in the, in the second part, I'm going to spoil it. Sorry, kids. Is the fact is that that he is actually his her father, and and maybe they revealed it in the first part, and I just didn't remember it, you know, kind of thing. But and then and then of course, which is fine, like like kind of a thing. But I'm thinking, well, why did they go through that ruse? Like that, it didn't make sense to me, and I'm like. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm like, I guess I got to watch it again. And I'm like, I kind of don't, you know, <laughs> like I'm like one and done on this, you know, I kind of want to move on with, with other things. Cause I mean, I mean, granted, I mean like the original He-Man is cheesy and I, you know, like I've, cause I've watched episodes, but I still enjoy it. You know, it's like one of those type of things. It's like, oh, I remember life lessons from, from <laughs> 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 the masters of the universe. Cause they always, cause that was the thing. Like that was the. The thing at the end of the episode, they always would they would always point something out in the episode and what not to do, like like you know like you know like the the, the you know like uh, they would try and give you an example. Like GI Joe would always do, they'd always have because that's how right. they made it educational. You know, like the same thing if they if you had a point and you you know and you expressed it in you know some way, shape, or form in the episode, it was considered like education. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, like, and, and of course, you know, if, if you didn't kill anybody or anything like that. But that's the idea is the fact is, is that like with with though going back to the whole thing is, is that like like the to me, it was just like and that's the same. Like after a while, I was getting like kind of confused because there's a lot of storylines going along because you still had the the parents, the, the parents child relationship, you know, kind of tethered, you know, and then the, of course, the the king and the queen, they're they're 
you know, kind of uh, at odds with each other because of, of the secrets that were held and, and all right. this kind of stuff. You know, I mean, the ending the ending to me was probably the best thing of the whole thing. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. You know, like they they like, you know, she's she's now the sorceress and, and he's the champion. You know, and you're going, all right. You know, like, like you know, it, it moves on from the from, you know, uh, who they are to who they are now, you know, kind of thing. And you're going. Yeah, it makes sense, and you just kind of go, you know. I mean, to me, it wasn't worth it. You know, it's not, it's not something I would, I would buy if it was on Blu-ray or DVD or you know right. something like that or 4K or whatever. I'd be like, ah, oh, it's there, you know, kind of thing, and I'll, I'll just move on from there. I mean, maybe this generation, the new generation, enjoy it. Good for you. You know, if you're enjoying it, <laughs> more power to you. You know, you so, said that so like, hey, if you're enjoying it, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, you know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, you know, I know it's not convincing or whatever, but you know, it's 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 the best you're gonna get from it. So. <laughs> Let's put it that way. You're like, I'm going to tolerate this incarnation of He-Man. Well, there's another one on Netflix that you can watch that looks really futuristic and very like stylistic, like very computer anime looking. Uh, okay. Uh, this one, and this one is called He-Man in the Masters Universe. <laughs> huh. You know, go figure. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, you know, if you guys like it, yeah, good for you. Good, <laughs> good for you. Uh, in my, in my master's universe, you know, what my master's universe is that cheesy four panel. You know, I'm gonna run while the background moves. Right. <laughs> it's the same. It's this the same <laughs> animation over and over again in almost every episode, and you're just kind of going, you know, they had they had you know to save money or whatever, him running, and he looks back and forth, and they do the teal the same one, you know, kind sure. of thing, or they're flying those, you know. Right. And as for a middle aged man, that's my whole childhood, and they shouldn't fuck with that. God forbid, throw a little money someone's way to make it better. <laughs> no, damn it, I deserve that shitty animation. And those those one sided plot lines, and then by the end, I learned something about myself. And <laughs> that's that's fine with me. That's I mean, that's what I learned. I learned a lot. Fuck progression. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm gonna be stuck in the '80s where I was a teenager watching this cartoon. <laughs> I was a teenager. Well. What? No, it was, I was I was still like ten or you know I wasn't a teenager okay. by the time when Hey Masters came out. All right. Um. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on. Uh, <laughs> so as, right. as as I was as I watch as I finished that because I actually watched that in one night. Uh, well, actually, no, it's not true. I watched it in two one night and one afternoon because it was like two o'clock in the morning that I started and I actually watched four episodes. I got you know got through it. Right. And then the last one I kept falling asleep because it was like you know, three thirty in the morning by that point sure. or something like that. And I'm like. All right, I'm done, and I'm going to bed. And so the the next day, I went back and finished the the, the show. Um, uh, so, but I, as I was as I was watching it, you know, type of thing, you flip through Netflix, and there's something else popped up in my radar, and it was Attack of the Hollywood Clichés uh, uh, show. It's it's a it's a one episode type of thing. Rob Lowe's the host, and I, they talk I, about. I flagged that. Uh, yeah, all right. And it's it talks about all the high and they have like actors and critics and other people that talk about the cliches. And it's not like it's in a negative way or a positive way. They're just saying this was a this is a cliche. And, you you know, they give examples of it or the best example of it is this movie, you know, type thing. And you're going, 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And they, but the thing is, is that it's, it's one of those things that just, it just, they just, it's like firing off like one after another. It's like, bam, 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 bam. And you, it's like you, by the time they, like, you think there, there should be a little bit more, they should say something about this cliche, they just move on to the next one. And you're like, okay, I, I guess they, they said what they needed to say, you know, type of thing. Uh, so, uh, it was good. It was, it was, it wasn't even an hour, I don't think. Uh, but it was, uh, it was good. Um, and then finally, as I was waiting for you, uh, and, and, and I know you're probably going to want to see this, um, but today was, tonight was the premiere of Harry Potter Hogwarts, uh, Tordium of Houses. Oh, okay. Uh, it was on a bunch of show, a bunch of stations. Uh, Cartoon Network was one of them because that's why I was watching it. My wife and I were watching it on and, uh, and some other ones. Um uh the type of thing and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be i think it's gonna be like three episodes i guess all right <laughs> but the way it made sense because they had like two houses go each again it was gryffindor from hufflepuff uh this week that went against each other and uh basically it was fascinating it was it was it was something i think i'm gonna watch you know like i don't, <laughs> I don't know how long it's gonna last but it's just it's a quiz show is basically what you have to now we're down to but it's all about harry potter but I mean, some of it is just so hard. Like some stuff, I'm like, I'm like, if you read the books, in you know, if you religiously watch, read the books and watch the movies, it should be no problem. Like type of thing, right. you know, like like some of that should be really, you know, on top of some of it. You're gonna have a harder time with because it's like like one they were playing a sound of a of a movie. They got it. The 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 the, the team is supposed to get it. Got it. But if they play a sound and 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 you you know, and you're like, it sounds like this and this, you know, it's like from a movie that one of the, you know, Harry Potter movies. And then they had one where, um, you know, they show a scene and they, they have a, like a, a, they show the character in a scene and they go, they give you a question and they go, where did, where did they, you know, like, like one was, uh, what's his name? The guy, the, the groundskeeper, uh, um, uh, it's, it's, it's hard when you, when your name, the name escapes you, the big guy, the, um, Hagrid. Hagrid. Okay. Hagrid. Hagrid meets Harry Potter, uh, you know, and you see him thing, and and then they give you four places, and I'm like, wow, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm not Harry Potter. I've I watched the movies, I've read the books, and I don't know all the places and stuff, but they were like, they gave me like four stores, and I'm like, I didn't know they, all these stores existed. <laughs> <laughs> and Harry Potter, you know, they, they named all the shops. I'm like, I guess you have to read the books, you know, to, to get them all or whatever. Um, so, you know, it was it was interesting. It was it really was. And then there was like a blow up of a picture, and then you had to guess what it was, like based off of that, you know, type of thing. And and it was it was like I said, it was it it it, it was neat because they had th- teams of three basically that would kind of like be the quizos, but that then they had these like seats behind them with full of you know whatever house. So like everybody would be you know for the the. Uh, uh, Gryffindor, you know, they had their colors. You know, the Hufflepuffs had their colors, and it was a seat. Everybody was sitting, and they had these controllers that were basically the you know the the multiple choice questions. They were you know they were able to answer and help out the you know the people that were doing the quiz, and you could tell these people were not like a team that knew each other. I think they just picked them randomly somehow to right, represent right. their house. Cause one was like a black guy or black girl. 
uh, a, like a middle-aged guy and an old guy, you know, that were, that were one team. And you're going, I, I mean, other than Harry Potter fans, I just don't see them knowing each other. But I didn't see the beginning of the show because I didn't realize it was on until Seal said, oh, my God, it's on. And then she, you know, turned it on. And then um, the other okay, team. Where did you where did you watch it on Cartoon Network? It was on Cartoon Network, yeah. So I imagine it's going to be on HBO Max. Uh, uh, if because if, if, that's usually where the Cartoon Network stuff ends up on, right. and Harry okay. Potter stuff, Warner Brothers, that's so probably going to be HBO Max on that. But I don't, I don't know if it's available now yet or not. Because like I said, it just literally. <clears throat> I just went to like Hulu, and Hulu is like it's available if you're like one of those like Hulu Prime people. I'm like, yeah, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be available for you tomorrow to watch. Um, oh, maybe it will be. Right? Yeah, usually it's the next day. It's it's available for uh to watch on uh on hulu uh streaming you know because i know i know like yeah a couple of times we're like oh the this shows oh this week oh no they gotta wait till tomorrow because it's not ready you know it's not available for uh watching because gotcha. it's got to go through live television first um i have to think if i could take a peek at it <laughs> i'm trying to think All that right. i think that was it for me this day, so really, really will get, will get a kick out of that. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, he said anybody who's a Harry Potter fan or even a casual fan, I, I mean, can say because like I was enjoying it because it was one of those, especially when you have uh, Helen Mirren as the uh, right as the host. the host. She's the host. You kind of go in, holy crap! Like, <laughs> well, they couldn't get Ringo. For this. <laughs> I'm sure Ringo's. Ringo's they, they, they wanted to bring class to the show. And Paul Dame, wasn't available. Dame Helen Mirren was like, yeah, sure, I'll do this. Seems kind of fun. Is there a paycheck involved? All right. <laughs> That's the thing. I, mean, I don't think she needs money anymore. I mean, she, you know. We talked about it. I don't think she does either. We talk, I, think, I think we looked at her net worth, and it was it was definitely a two-digit million. Not $10 million, but it was definitely up there. Right. I mean, shit, even $10 million is impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Nine million nine hundred ninety nine thousand and ninety nine dollars more than I got. <laughs> <laughs> the only, the only thing, the only thing that I thought, because I guess it's an added element type of thing, because the, the 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 room looked it was interesting because they have all these different screens in front of you that would you know have the different you know names of things and the questions and stuff, and then there was like you know the videos because they had they had celebrities actually. Um, come on and and do a question you know like read the question or whatever or, or you know or or like like um god i can't think of his name now the the comedian the guy who did the king of staten island and uh um uh, what do you call it uh he's on saturday night live pete, Davids, pete, pete davidson thank you he apparently is a harry potter fan and he read the books when he was growing up or watching the movies and stuff so he was reading a a, a a part and he had to you had to get the last word you know of it okay. and he he read through this this passage about um uh i forget one of the wiz, one of the one of the professors uh homes and and, and you know like the last word and and they give you a, a multiple choice and then He's, I think he's kind of there, like doing a Skype thing or whatever, you know. And then, and then he gives the answer afterwards, like after you guess what it is. And <laughs> so, was it good? Yeah, like I said, I enjoyed it. I, like I said, it was, it was definitely something I, I, I would, you know, I'd watch, I'd watch the rest of the series just to see how it turns out and all. Um, and you know, I said it's, it was a, it was a good, 
you know, especially, you know, f- f- that kind of a game show. I mean, like I said, it was the, the, the 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 stage set alone was worth just looking at you know like the, right. you know type of thing if you're gonna get Helen Mirren you better get that stage really look nice right you know and, and I said you know then having Helen Mirren do it I mean you're going there's two and then like I said and like I said these the these were guys I think were like massive Harry Potter fans you know and it's it right. just you know they because because every t- every time there was a question asking I would turn to Seal because I know she read the books she's read all the books because they even did the, that other book the the book that was a play or something like that the the cursed child yes they they even had a question on that one so you have to really be you gotta know your shit you have to know your Harry Potter to get into you know type of thing because she's like she was like we should get tickets I'm like. There is no way that we would, you know, we would qualify. Like I wouldn't qualify to get in that place. We have Ringo money, not McCartney money. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Ringo Starr, Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned Pete Davidson because Stacey and I watched. Well, I kind of, I think I kind of made her watch it. The Jonas Brothers Family Roast on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> the Jonas Brothers family. <laughs> it's basically it was uh, a roast, you know, like your 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 standard, you know, like what you'd see on Comedy Central, except a little different because it's it's them. It was it was cute. And Pete and Pete Davidson was in it, and he was actually kind of funny. You know, I don't think I don't hate him. I just never really, I, don't, I never knew much about him. I know that he they, they did Ariana Grande and. Apparently he's got some issues, um, but he was, he was kind of funny on the show. It was, uh, it was, it was like I said, your typical roast. Get up and they make fun of each other, mm. you know. Um, but it's funny like you mentioned Pete Davidson because I was like, he's on that too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like oh, his thirty seconds in you know Suicide Squad really helped him. Well, yeah, I say <laughs> like like he's he's one of those guys. Like I've I've seen a stand up special of him. And, um, like, how do I put this? I, I'm he's not a, a fan of him. I'm, I'm, I'll tell you that right now. He's an acquired taste. He is an acquired taste, and 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 he he leaves a bad taste in my mouth. But that's just me. Um, but his father apparently was he died in 9/11. He was a firefighter. Um, he, you know, he, yeah, was, he, he, yeah, he mentioned that on, I think on the, on the, the roast too. Right. You know, and I, and I think, cause that's the thing, I, I think he plugs that the most, like, you know, kind of thing, like, like enjoying me because, you know, feel sorry for me because my dad, you know, like that's, right. and then it sounds terrible and all, and I, and I don't know how else to put it, you know, kind of thing. Cause it's just like, you're going, you, you, can you stop talking about that? Cause it's like, you, if you can't get past that, then, then, you know, we it's not funny anymore now. Like you just, I, I cringe now every time I see you, you know, and it's just, you know, right. it's uncomfortable. Or, some, or somewhere in his head, he thinks that if I always bring it up, it helps me get to get through it. Right. But I, you know, and eh, I, everyone mourns in their way, but I just, it's, if, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I, I can see why that could get annoying. I never watched you stand up and I don't, I mean, granted, I mean, I have to say, because we've watched, Seal and I have been watching Saturday Night Live, and he does these videos, and I laugh at him, because it's like, yeah, he's, fu- he's funny. <laughs> like, you know, like some of, some of his personal and political views, I'm not 100% with, you know, on, you know, type of thing, because, like, sometimes he's very vocal about what he, you know, what he believes in, and you're going, all right, dude, that's fine, but, you know, like, you know, like, I just, you know, just make me laugh. That's... <laughs> 
<laughs> right. You're a comedian. That's just just do that. You know. That's you know. But um, but like I said, I I, I some some stuff on Saturday Night Live I do find funny. Sometimes though, like when he does a skit with somebody, it's like. I guess they needed somebody <laughs> like you know, they right. needed another body, you know, type of thing. Cause sometimes he like, he doesn't really do too much in the scene or whatever. He just kind of stands there and has a line or two and that's it, you know? And then, right. So every time I see him, he's always either just being like, um, if it's not, if he's not doing like his little like thing on the news part of the show, every time I see him in a bit, it's, he's always like just standing there smiling awkward. Mm hmm. Like, I'm like, well, is that is that your thing? Because you're doing it in, in the three skits that you're in. <laughs> so, I mean, and your your little bit on the you know the the news was funny. It gives you like a two minute platform to make us laugh, and you make me laugh. But outside of that, I, I all right, you know, <laughs> I get it. I, I get it. Sometimes they're sometimes they're funnier when they have someone writing for them. Right. You know. Yeah, I get it. Not all, they're not all comic geniuses. <laughs> like I said he, he does he does these music video ones. They're funny, and that's you know like so like he he does have something to it. You know that he does have comedy chops. It's just that I don't right. think like Saturday Night Live is his really his platform. Like you know like YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> all right, him, him and Ringo should do something. <laughs> do something together. All right, anyway. All right, so um, yeah, that's all I got this week. Okay, so uh, I guess what's coming out in video? What's coming out on video? Um, not much, but we do have uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is coming out on 4K, Blu-ray, DVD, and digital. So uh, check that out if uh, if you don't have Disney really Plus. Good. Yeah, I enjoyed that movie. Like I said, the, like it's it's harder for me now to watch Marvel movies because it's like uh, I all the characters I know you just did, <laughs> but like I watched Shang Chi and I'm like, God damn it, you made me care about another character <laughs> that I knew nothing about. You know, you did with Guardians of the Galaxy. Now Shang Chi, I still haven't yet seen um, Legend, uh, not Legends, uh, more uh, Eternals. I haven't still seen that one yet, and for some reason I don't know why I have, still haven't seen that one. Um, and then um, I still haven't seen Venom either, Venom Two or Let There Be it's, Carnage. Uh, Let There Be Carnage. Yeah, all right. Um, so I'm passing on that. <clears throat> I think that's coming out on video soon. Is it? I'll probably, I I'll so. probably, like I said, I'll probably buy it. You know, I'll, I'll watch it then. You know, I, I don't think I saw Venom in the in the theater, the first one. So you know, why? Well, uh, yeah, I know. I didn't. I know I didn't see it in theaters. I first time I saw it was on video. I was like, all right, and it's because I bought it. <laughs> um uh spe- well speaking of uh, buying stuff this one i i don't think i'm gonna buy but i i highly enjoy this movie and it's coming out on blu-ray for the first time it's called heaven can wait it's uh with warren Beatty. i've actually seen every there's several versions of this movie uh you know there's a 50s move one i think there's a 30s version and there's a you know uh an an recent one with um chris rock yes uh, i saw that one yeah and and uh but i've seen the like the to me this 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 one was the best one out of well I, you know like and I, I didn't see the i'm trying to remember the chris rock one i don't know but as up until before chris rock i thought this was the best one that came out um of this movie uh with um 
Warren Beatty. Beatty. Um, so I recommend it. You know, like I said, it's coming on Blu-ray this week. You know, if you want to see it. Like I said, I've seen it a bunch of times. I, I don't know why. I just enjoy that movie. I mean, the fifty ones, fifties ones, not bad, but it's just, it's just bizarre. You know, it's 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 not bizarre. Just it's it's one of those movies. It's just like, wow, I can't believe they did that movie in the fifties because it was really, you know, like like a how do I put it? Because like if you watch okay, movies, hold, hold, okay, it's um, it's starting to come back to me. Um, I think the Chris Rock one. If memory serves me right, it, it plays on not gender issues, but more race issues. Uh-huh. Um, I think Warren Beatty is obviously a white guy. He dies, but he gets put into the body of an African-American person. And doesn't he have fall in love with a white woman? Who? Wait. Okay, okay, we'll see. I think that's the Chris Rock one. That's the Chris Rock one, yeah. Like, the, okay. the, the Warren Beatty one was more standard where he was a football player. Okay. And he was, like, the, you know, in his prime and all, and he's ready to play. And he ends up they ends up mistakenly die, but his his body is already too gone, far gone that he can't go back. So they make him a millionaire. And he is, like, his him and his wife are not uh, getting along – because like the 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 millionaire is like a um, a horrible yeah. person. Go ahead. It's a rich white guy. Yeah. That gets gets put into Chris Rock's body. I think. Fuck! I remember seeing it, but it was so long. Chris, ago. no, Chris Rock was the guy. He turns in. He turns into the white guy that's like a politician. I think. Okay, so he turns into the white guy. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Okay. 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 Right. <laughs> the Warren B version, though, that I'm talking about. Is you know he's like I said and he he ends up buying a football team to become a uh, quarterback because that's that was his position so he ends up like trying to you know trying to show that he can do this like like his body can't do it but his his mind his mind's there because his you know because every it's Warren Beatty through the movie you know like it's not right. like you know like some other guys playing the character like right you see you see Warren Beatty but every time he walks past a mirror he's the old person right 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 right. So he ends up like he ends. They end up they get the end of every movie. It ends up the same way where the the guy falls in love with whatever the the love interest was of that character, and you know make it right. And then all of a sudden now they go okay we 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 found the good body that you know works because you know like like I said that he was like an out of shape millionaire. So the guy is like he's like he wants to play football. So it's like we found a football player that's gonna that's gonna die, but we're gonna give you his body. Like you know he's gonna end up surviving. And you're gonna take over his body, and then you kind of go, no, wait, wait, I, I just, I started turning things around. They're like, nope, too late, and they, they pull him, and then all of a sudden, like, they meet, happenstance, you know, like type of thing in the end of the movie, and they kind of, she sees something because she sees him, in, in the body of, of that person, right. you know, like fate, fate finds a way. They're fated to be together no matter who he is. Right. Gotcha. So. All right. Okay. All right. So anyway, uh, Rick and Morty season five is coming out on, on Blu-ray and DVD. So uh, you go go check that out. And for the first time, I've seen this for months. I'm finally thankful it's out. Coming, coming out this Tuesday. I Dream a Genie complete series is coming out on Blu-ray for the first time this Tuesday, the thirtieth. Wow. So any I Dream of Genie fans, and you want to see it on Blu-ray? There you go. There's your shot. Okay. Hey, so what else? That is it for uh, movies and TV. So let's move on to video games. 
Okay. We have Oddworld Soulstorm, developed and published by Oddworld Inhabitants for the Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One, and that's coming out on Monday, November 29th. Um, then we have Beyond a Steel Sky, developed and published by Revolutionary Software. Uh, Revolution, sorry, Revolution Software. And um, it's for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, and the Switch. And that is on Tuesday, November 30th. Then we have Evil Genius 2 World Domination, developed and published by Rebellion Developments. And that's for the PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X, X and Xbox 360. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I had to look this up to be sure. I'm like, this got to be a misprint or something like that. It's like, no, son of a bitch. <laughs> so this if, some, must if some motherfucker comes walking to my store looking for a new copy of that game for the 360, I'm kicking him out. <laughs> That's coming out this Tuesday. I'm, just, uh, I'm, just looking, at I'm looking at them there and they're going to... Uh, no. <laughs> if I get a copy for the 360, I'm, 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 I'll be flabbergasted. <laughs> I want you to let me know next week. If yeah, you do, because because actually I'm tempted, I'm tempted to go in <laughs> and ask. I'm like, do you have this for the 360? <laughs> and be like, they're like, what? Some a bitch. <laughs> we yeah, that just smells of desperation. We have it on all our systems, <laughs> including the 360. Next up, this is it. It's not on Xbox One though. I'm like, I'm like, it had to be a typo, and I'm like, and I'm like. Well, it's GameStop. You can't be wrong. <laughs> no, it's GameStop. They can be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I looked it up, and it's like, yeah, it's coming out. I'm like, son of a bitch. So, wow. uh, Solar Ash is coming out, developed by Heart Medicine and published by Anna pa- Anna Pruna Interactive Woo. for the PS4, PS5, and PC, and that's on Thursday, December 2nd. Then we have Chorus, developed by Deep Silver Fish Labs and published by Deep Silver for the PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Stadia, and PC. And that's on Friday, December 3rd. Then we have. Wow. Um, hold on. <laughs> oh. Here we go. Ready, kids? Uh-huh. Dangarampa. Dangarama. Dangarama. What you said, uh, <laughs> decadence developed by Spike, Kristoff uh, uh, and published by NIS America for the Switch, and that's on Friday, December third. And finally, Dangarupa S, the Ultimate Summer Camp, developed and published by Stay- Spike, uh, Chernsoff for the Switch, and that's on Friday, December third. There you go, kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so that's 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 all that's coming out this week. Uh, um, yeah. Well, there's more stuff coming out this week, but that's the the meat of it. The meat of it. That's all the video games coming out this week, and then of course, um, uh, any other movies. Let me know if you if you guys see a movie, you know, like like a genre of movies that you like us to cover and release this week. You can contact me at editworkswithgeeks.com uh, and uh, let me know, and I'll I'll make sure I get those kind of movies on the list. Um, if, if, you know, if I find them, cause some of them, some of the stuff I'm like, I'm like, like there's anime and stuff and I'm like, unless it's something I remember, <laughs> I'm not putting it on there. Yeah. But there could be like, like back in the day would be like, Oh, here's 50 titles. Like, look, it's Bob Hope. And all you're like, I'm like, dude, we don't need people who listen to the show. Either they are into Bob Hope or they're not. <laughs> I said, I, I've, I've, 
I've toned it down a lot. I think in the last, especially a couple of years, I, mean, doing... I think we're pushing it. Where we make we're making Ringo star jokes. They're <laughs> <laughs> uh, the jokes that stand the test of time. They keep going. Right. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll let it be. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> I wish I didn't. <laughs> Ooh, it's been a hard day's night. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, well, let's move on to the news. All right. Well, Ed, uh, we've been talking about it every once in a while. Ruby Rose has decided to make a major career decision. Really? Yeah. She's retiring. She's going, no, she's going back home to Australia. Okay. Yeah, that's basically it. She's returning to her home country of Australia and, quote, will retreat to her old stomping grounds for the summer because they're on the other side of the country, so it's summer there while it's winter here. <laughs> that uh, that's, that's basically, uh, you know... Um, <laughs> That's, 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 that's the big news. <laughs> that's how slow this news week worked. The no, fucking Ruby, Ruby Rose. That Ruby Rose. That somebody published the article that the fact that she's going back to her country. Not the fact that. Not, not the fact that like you know she's retiring or she finally reveals that she was wrong or she was right about you know what happened to Batwoman. You know whatever you know type of thing that she's going back to Australia for the summer. You know, like type of thing, and 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 hanging out there for a while, and probably do some acting gigs there. Sure, it's for a like while. They, they, don't, they don't make movies over there. So, but it just it just makes me laugh to stuff stuff like that. You're going, you're going. Right, that that makes news. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that made our that made the radar of of people that if you know that people are going, let's mess around this on the internet. <laughs> right. <laughs> also, well, since we're you know talking you know superheroes in DC, um, there is a new movie coming out. Sorry, it's an animated one called uh, uh, what's it called? It's called DC's League of Super Pets. Oh my god! I saw the trailer for this on Wednesday. <laughs> um, I don't know. But the reason why I bring it to the, your attention is because John Krasinski is going to be the voice of Superman in the movie. Okay. Uh, it's the, those who might not know who Ted Krasinski is, he is we call it from The Office, the American Office. He was like the the hero of it. John, I think his name was Jeff. I don't remember. Um, but he's also now kind of sort of an action flick because he plays um, <sighs> shit. Uh, some of all fears, Hunt for October. Uh, Jack, Jack Ryan. Ryan. Jack Ryan. He plays Jack Ryan on the Amazon TV show. Um, which I has got a few seasons. I have yet to watch it. He's also wrote and directed um, A Quiet Place, the horror, the horror thriller movie. But he's also married to Emily Blunt, too, just to kind of give you paint a picture of who he is. Uh, so, yeah, he's going to be the Superman to uh, Dwayne Johnson's crypto. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I saw the trailer for this. <laughs> I, I I I have to say this is this might be one superhero movie I'm definitely gonna miss. I I don't know. I, it it kind of looks funny, but it's like it's just like 
I'm I'm like who's who's this for like yeah like like is this is this a kids movie or is this a you know like a super fear superhero fan film like like who? well it's it's it really well I mean let's I mean it is um well the whole story is basically uh while the super pets are getting their own feature film may seem strange the movie has an absolutely stacked cast um. Let's see. The, the cast includes Keanu Reeves, Kate McKenna, Vanessa Bayer, Natasha Leone, uh, Diego Luna, and of course Kevin Hart, because you can't really have a rock movie without Kevin Hart in it, because they're besties. Uh, and John Krasinski. I don't know what the plot is, but it definitely is. Uh, oh, there's a plot to that? this movie? There's going to be a plot. <laughs> Sure, I'm sure there is. Uh, I think. It, well, you saw the trailer. Was there? Uh... No, no. There was just. It was just bad jokes throughout. The, throughout, and I was like, "Ooh." Well, did you see the one with Superman in it, or did you see the original? Oh yes, one? I did. Yes, okay. and I, I didn't know who the voice was, and I was like, "Now that you said, I'm like, okay." I, you know, I, 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 I got, I got a different voice, but that, yeah, I think he's doing a, it. A lot of people think that John. Uh, Krasinski, well, he also did well during the pandemic. He did the YouTube series, you know, some good news. Yeah. Um, but he's also, a lot of people think that he's should be a good front runner for Reed Richards. Yes. And, and his wife would be a good front runner for Sue, Sue Storm, Sue Richards. Um, or actually, Krasinski actually was up for the role. He almost got the role of Captain America. Yes. So, I mean, you know, he gets to play some sort of captain and hero in just his voice, though. I, I don't know. I, I again, I see the trailer. I don't know if I'm, you know, Kevin Hart is going to be uh, bat is Ace the Bat Dog. Um, I don't know. I mean, because there was that moment in, in cartoon or comic book history where all our heroes had a sidekick pet. I mean, in Batman the Animate, in um, Batman Beyond, he did have that giant Great Dane named Ace. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Superman did have has had crypto for years um i mean all right again i don't we're a middle-aged man and i don't think that the movie's geared towards us i think obviously kids are like oh my god i want that superman dog i want a pet crypto i'm more worried about the how many pets are going to be you know bought because of this movie <laughs> like like how you know like oh is that that movie so cute now my kid wants a puppy for christmas Right, a bought and abandoned. You know, that's what right. I'm more worried about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Well. Oh well. <laughs> I, was, I, I don't know what to say. You know, it's like, it's like, wow. You know, it's 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 going to be interesting. Um, I mean, I think I will watch it. I'm not going to go to the theater and see it. Like, uh, if it's on HBO Max because it is a Warner Brothers, you know, <laughs> film. Maybe, you know, I'm like, oh, it's, yeah, I'll watch it. You know, like, uh, it's what's coming out. I'm going to be like an hour and a half. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll invest some time into it and watch it and see, um, see how it, it, uh, it, it, it turns out. But, um, I'm not expecting great things. <laughs> right. I mean, if I get okay things, I'll be happy. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, cause you do, you, you go, it's, it is The Rock and, and, and Kevin Hart and you're going, all right, yeah, let, let, I'll, I'll see it. <laughs> They got a good history of making funny movies together, so who knows? <laughs> who knows? You never know it. You never know. Um, yeah, this could be but, the surprise hit of 2022. I mean, <laughs> you're right. You're right. You know what? Also, we know too, uh, Ed. 
Chris Pratt's playing Mario. Really? Yeah, you. I'm sure you've heard it. We talked about it on the show. We did. But, yeah, they're making a live action Mario movie, and and Chris Pratt has, is he is he's going to be Mario. Uh, Seth Rogen's going to be Donkey Kong. Do you, <laughs> you not? Did you not? You should pay more attention to the show, man. <laughs> I have to pay attention. To this thing. You got to be kidding me! Come on, I, it was not in the contract to say that I had to pay attention. <laughs> Wait, you got a contract? <laughs> yeah, didn't you get a contract? No, they didn't sign you. No. <sighs> Wait, you're a freelancer? Wait, am I working with a freelancer? <laughs> I'm a scab. <laughs> what the hell? What, am I working with Ringo? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I don't see like he's been. It's it's a proven fact that he's going to be in this. So I don't know why he's not. His IMDb page has not been updated. <laughs> <laughs> Seth hey. Rogen's going to play. I didn't know that. I th- I thought I thought no, I kind of heard Chris Pratt was playing. I I, I, I kind of now that now you said that I think I kind of remember us talking about it. That Chris Pratt is going to play Mario, but I didn't know Seth Rogen was going to play. Who was he playing? He's playing Donkey Kong. <laughs> Donkey Kong. Seth Rogen. My God. I guess this is going to be an animated movie. Yes. That's uh, not very movie cast. Um. Oh no. Hold on. Um, is it, wait, hold, hold on, hold on, hold I'm, on. Confused. I'm, I'm, I'm getting it. I'm Chris Pratt's gonna be Mario. Uh, Charlie Day is Luigi. That's okay, Char- okay. <laughs> I can see that. Okay, Anna Taylor Joy is Princess Peach. No idea who that is. Um, she played in. Uh, I think she was Anna in the in that like spy movie. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Jack Black is gonna be Bowser. <laughs> wow. And Seth Rogen's Donkey Kong. Okay. And Keenan Michael Key is Toad. Oh. <laughs> uh, Fred Armisen is Cranky Kong. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson is Kamek. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sebastian Montescalo, the comedian, is Spike. Uh, those are the only ones they have listed. Okay. <laughs> but the big one is Chris Pratt as Mario. Supposed to be hitting the theaters December 21st, 2022. Waka waka. Just let you know. But the reason why I bring it up is because Mario, I don't know if people notice, is is Italian. Right? Yes. Hey, it's me, Mario, eh? What have you, you thought about it? Am I a clown to you? I come <laughs> down this pipe, try to save this princess, and you come to fuck with me? Every time I just try to live a nice normal life, and you got to fuck it up for me. <laughs> it's me, Mario, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, people are concerned because Chris Pratt, guess what? He is not. He's not Italian. Chris Pratt's not Italian. No. No, he's not. So people are now worried about if he's going to try to do some sort of fake Italian accent. Like, ooh, it's me, Mario. (laughs) A lot of critics complain about casting a non-Italian in an Italian role. But according to the film's producer, the Super Mario... <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> well, according to the film's producer... I mean, again, let's face it, he's the guy who's putting money up. Uh, the Super Mario Prince Vo- Pratt's going to voice will be significantly di- different from previous portrayals in one major way. Uh, in a video for 2Fab, producer Chris Melinardry, I guess, 
explains that as an Italian-American, he understands the concerns people have regarding Chris Pratt's act casting. He did not give specifics, but he told Too Fab that the usual over-top It's-A-Me Mario voice usually associated with Mario will not be the tenor of the performance throughout the film. He also added that Charlie Day, who does come from an Italian heritage, is playing Luigi. So it's all right. We got half of him. Um, <laughs> One of Italian. <laughs> he insists that once they see the film and how Mario's heritage is handled, the critics complaining about Pratt's casting will change their mind. Uh, for some, it's the fact that Chris Pratt is an Italian isn't the only sticking point uh, that goes for at least one actor who started 1993 Super Mario Brothers live action film within days of casting the announcement John Leguizamo who played Luigi alongside late Bob Hoskins as Mario in the 90s film tweeted that he was happy a new movie was on the way but lamented all the all white lead casting uh, in contrast he praised what he called a groundbreaking colorblind casting in the original uh, you can see his tweet below um, so glad Super Mario Brothers is getting a reboot. Obviously, it's iconic enough. Too bad they went all white, no Latinx in leads, groundbreaking colorblind casting and original. Plus, I'm the only one who knows how to make this how to make this movie work script wise. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing, the uh, producer Chris Melinardi is seems to be either overlooking or otherwise choosing not to address. For many friends, is um, Chris Pratt's public image over the past couple of years has kind of people call him the bad Chris out of all the Marvel characters. <laughs> Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, Chris uh, Hemsworth—that he's the uh, the bad Chris. <laughs> he's the Ringo, <laughs> right? He he's the Ringo of the group. Yeah, that'd be a good way to put it. Um, I mean, it's it's an animated movie. Chris Pratt's going to put asses in seats, you know, um, whether you people want to admit that or not, you might be personally butthurt by maybe some of the things he might have said over the past, or sometimes he tends to be a little tone deaf with what he tweets. Um, but uh, the movie's going to make money, whether you want, whether you believe it or not. I guess I kind of feel like, are you going to deny your kid that animated movie because you personally feel some type of way about him. And like I think it's not it's not I mean I get it, you know, as a parent you 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 want to try to lead your kids down a, a right path and maybe you know certain behaviors shouldn't be rewarded. But a 5-year-old isn't going to go, "Oh, it's Mario. It's awesome." Not like, "Hey, I hear Mario's voice by Chris Pratt. He said some mean things once before." I don't I'm boycotting this movie. <laughs> Where, where's my video game? Where's my Switch? Let me play the real Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> that's some that's some Asian people made, <laughs> right? <laughs> Using Asian the Italian Asian. stereotype. Yeah, right. okay. <laughs> right. Maybe you should know where Mario came from <laughs> before you start. Right. <laughs> Uh, that's that's what makes me laugh is like stuff like that. You're going, you're going really, you're you're, you're gonna go there, like you know, like the the, or, the origin. That's nothing like like Italian people made this move, made right. this video that's game. Mary didn't come from Italy. Mary came from Japan. <laughs> <laughs> if given the chance, he'd be flipping spaghetti and pizza. <laughs> Instead, they made him a plumber. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm surprised he wasn't working. Well, actually, he is. It could be working in construction. I mean, yeah, you, you can, yeah, right. It's a me, a Mario. Now pay me up, right? <laughs> Protection hey, money. It's a me, a Mario. It's a, it's a, it's a payday. Don't <laughs> eh? so maybe come over there and break your legs. <laughs> I got, I got that Donkey Kong. He's my, my second cousin. <laughs> He's my enforcer. <laughs> right. Hey, Kong, get over here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or it's, it's Seth Rogen, so they'll be like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but he's not going to be doing a fake Italian accent, so I guess there's that. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, maybe they'll, um, I can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> um, some sad news though. Ed comes our way. Wow. Uh, Bruce Campbell explains why he won't be playing Ash in, of Evil Dead anymore. No. Uh, the face of the Evil Dead franchise shares some new details on why he's quote unquote hanging up the chainsaw. Um, he basically just feels he's got nothing left to give. He's uh, he's like in a quote. Um, he was talking in an interview with Collider. Uh, he's like, "I'm done playing Ash. Uh, Ash is gone. I've retired the character because I physically just can't do him anymore. So why bother? <laughs> why why do I do it? Uh, it's time to hang up the chainsaw. Uh, Ash Campbell believes that by moving on from the role of Ash, he frees up the Evil Dead franchise to go in a different direction. Uh, the quote is that determines a lot of where we go with the franchise without that character but there are more stories he continues uh, we're doing it we're doing it book focused these days that darn book that the Necronomicon gets around that's how we play it uh, that book wound up in an urban environment with a single mom so let's see what happens it's fun to fiddle with it uh, he also says there's not going to be any traditional form of evil dead anymore but we are still fam- filmmakers, we're still producers, we're still creative type dudes, so we're still like, how do we keep going otherwise? Um, Sam handpicked Fred Alvarez to do the remake a few years ago. He handpicked Lee Cronin for uh, Evil Dead Rise. Uh, these are Sam Raimi protégés that we hope to do a good job. Um, they asked him if he's going to miss playing Ash. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the cliche phrase is, I've left it all on the table. He said, uh, the playing the character for three seasons on Star Series Ash vs. the Evil Dead took a serious physical toll on him and that he's leaving, that he's at peace leaving that all behind. Uh, he's like, it was just an endless physical struggle. Um, I sent emails pleading with various directors and they were like, uh, and they were like, hey, my knee's not working right. Be careful about tomorrow. Let's have a stunt guy nearby. Hey, I can't run anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, while he's happy that Ash vs. the Evil Dead explored new sides of Ash's character, Campbell is also relieved that the show didn't go on with for a fourth season. He's like, I'm really glad we saw Ash's home, went to his bedroom, met his girlfriends, met his daughter that we never knew he had, and met his father, played by the great Lee Majors. That's funny, I didn't know that. Um, I feel we really pushed all the buttons, uh, and he fulfilled his destiny written in that ancient book. Uh, he was the guy destined to defeat evil in the past, present, and future, and he took 
took off with a hot robot chick at the end to, to go kick in the future. Huh. Huh. Uh, what else do you need? He's like, we knew the ratings were bad. We knew we were going into the last season that we had to give an end because we didn't think Stars was going to re-up us for And so we were right. So thank God we did that. Huh. <clears throat> Outside of the Evil Dead activity, Campbell recently started in the horror comedy Black Friday along Devin uh, Sawa. Uh, the film which Sawa described to Dread Central as the first time I've done one of these kind of movies since Slackers or Idle Hands. Um, that's now playing in theaters and on demand. But, you know, good for him for admitting that he, he's getting too old and he's gone as far as he can. Huh. I mean, you know, you got to give him props. I, I've, I've, I've always respected Bruce Campbell as an actor and as a person. Like, right. I've, I've never, I honestly, I've never heard a single bad thing about him. You know what I mean? I've oh, yeah. even read his books. Like, he's also written some memoirs, you might say. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Chins Could Kill, uh, Confessions of a B-Movie Actor. <laughs> you know? <laughs> There's some really, it's really good. And he's he's really good at writing because he's got this, this charm and charisma and, and snappy wit that he can put into his writing. It, it was, it's really, if you ever get a chance, not only to watch... Bruce Campbell in movies, but to watch read his book, it's pretty good. He's also had a really long stint on that show, Burn Notice. Yeah, which yeah, was I mean, really good. Well, I mean, he, he also was in uh, uh, Xena Warrior Princess, right? As Italicus. I mean, he had Briscoe County Junior, right? Uh, TV Jack show, Jack of All Trades. That was a good show. I'm, I'm, I'm sad that that got canceled very quickly. Uh, that I enjoyed that one. I did like just Briscoe County Jr. I liked that show a lot. I did. Me too. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, like, like there was a lot of stuff that I, I watched, like, just because of Bruce Campbell was in it. You know, you go, right. you go, and oh, you know, he's, he's, he is so charismatic that you, you, you cannot not watch him. I mean, I, I, <clears throat> I got drugged to watch Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. But I enjoyed those movies, uh, yeah, because they were horror movies, and I was really a horror fan. And a uh, right. friend of the show, Dave Stepan's like, "Oh, you got to watch these movies, blah blah blah," you know. And he, and we we ended up, you know, back in the VHS days, you know, like sitting, you know, right. sitting in his basement watching these movies. And the first one was funny, <laughs> and then the second one was a comic version of the first one, so it was even right. funnier, you know, kind of thing. And you're just kind of going, "Oh my god!" And then of course, when Army of Darkness came out, I actually saw that in the theater, yeah. and uh, it was, you know, it was, it was like it was, it's, it's, it's one of those movies that you go and see because it's more of an experience to see the movie than to actually see the movie itself. Yeah, you know, right. like, like, you know, you're amongst people that are that 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 enjoy this so much that it's not like you know, like, oh, so and so is going to be in this movie. I don't know what's about, but I'm going to see it. You, right. it's like you, like, oh, I'm a Bruce Campbell fan. I enjoy the Evil Dead movies. I, you know, enjoy his other work. I'm going to go see this movie. You know, and it was. I just remember it was a packed house, and it was like just that feel good moment of you know going like, there's more people that enjoy this than I realize. You know, and it's. I- He's the reason why I even watched Bubba Hotep. Okay, because <laughs> he plays Elvis. Yeah, and it's it's uh, and Ossie Davis plays John F. Ke- John F. Kennedy. You know, it's a really good movie. Uh, it's funny. Um, I think there's he's also in a movie called um, They Call Me Bruce. I it, now not to be not to be confused with the um 
I'm going to say the Asian film that they call him Bruce, where the guy thinks that he's, um, people think he's Bruce Lee. But this one is They Call Me Bruce, where, where Bruce Campbell plays himself in it. I think it's They Call Me Bruce. Now I've got to look up, because that was pretty good, too. Um, again, a movie that kind of makes fun of him and his career. Um, let's see. Bruce Campbell. B-I-U-C-U. Bruce Campbell, right there, actor Bubba Hotep. That's the one they give him. That's that's the one they give him right out the gate. <laughs> <laughs> They're supposed to make. He's dude. He's been in 163 things. Is he? Jeez. Yeah. I mean, not bad for a guy who's you know was friends with the. I mean, let's face it. The only reason why he was in Evil Dead was because him and Sam went to high school together. Right. You know. Uh, let's see. Dead by Daylight. He actually does the voice for Ash Williams. That's interesting. Uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. He, he plays Captain Lennox, the voice. Uh, let's see. He was in Psych. Burn Notice in 111 episodes. Come on. Where is it? Uh, uh, let's see. It's going gonna, it's gonna to piss me off now. <laughs> My name is Bruce. That's the name of the movie. My name is Bruce. Mistaken for his character Ash from the Evil Dead trilogy, Bruce Campbell was forced to fight a real monster in a small Oregon town. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right. <clears throat> so, there you have it. That's uh, that's what Bruce Campbell's not doing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know who's never gonna. You know who? Okay. Ed. Yeah. You mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy. You've enjoyed those movies. Uh, did you see the new uh, Suicide Squad movie? Yes. Yes, I have. Did you, did you enjoy that? Yes, I did. Okay. You know who brought to you those movies, right? James Gunn. Right. Well, someone asked him in an interview um, uh, like about the Joker, and he said that he was not interested in the Joker at all. Really? Yeah. Um, in a new interview, the writer-director behind The Suicide Squad and the upcoming HBO Max spinoff Peacemaker reveals why he's uninterested in, in another adaptation of the Joker and more interested in super zeros like King Shark or, or Polka Dot Man. Um, here's his quote. Um, There's all sorts of characters I'm interested in doing. Joker isn't really one of them. He told uh, Desaad Hollywood. Uh, he's like... He's been done well so many times by so many people. I am much more interested in taking characters who haven't fully had their shot or people who I can, quote, connect with. Uh, that includes Harley Quinn, who makes her only her third live-action appearance in the film. Uh, he's like, for whatever reason, I feel connected to Harley Quinn. I feel she's one of the easiest characters I've ever written. Uh, so I'm interested in her. And I'm interested in some other DC characters, and we'll just have to see what happens next. Uh, explaining why he didn't uh, conscript Leto, Leto's Joker for Task Force X mission. Uh, he's like, I just don't know why the Joker would be in the Suicide Squad. He wouldn't be helpful in that type of war situation. <laughs> like, huh. like you don't throw a character in there just to throw him in there. There's got to be a purpose, which, I, which is why I kind of respect him as a filmmaker. He's not going to throw in somebody just for shits and giggles you know 
Um, well, I think I think that would be very hard to pull off, um, especially for a Suicide Squad to have a Joker in there. Um, but, you know, especially after that one. I mean, you right. you watch all these characters in the beginning of the movie, and you think you're going to ride with all these people, and all of a sudden, like you're not, and you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, like you you just kind of blown away by like how uh, what you know, um, and it's just like you know you. Um, to have Joker in there as the like one of the one of the cast members to go through, it's just like you you just can't see him being that kind of a character that's willing to do whatever to um, survive and and to do something for the government. You know, it's just like you know you 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 would always see something. You know, he he would he would not care if you blew his brains out, <laughs> right? Basically, with right, an explosive. There's... Yeah, there is no logical reason for him in, in task for task task force X. Right, just there just isn't. Other than the fact that you go, oh, we got Joker in the movie and cast this person. Let's see what their take is. You know, even if you got Jared to do the role again, I, I don't think that character that he created for David Ayers works in James Gunn's Suicide Squad. I don't, I don't. I don't think. I think. I don't. You know. And obviously, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker doesn't play in that role either. You would need a. And neither does Heath Ledger's. You would need somebody maybe a little bit more campy, like to be in that. In those movies. You need Ringo Starr. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> last last article I have, and this is more of a, like uh, some people. There's a movie that's out, Ed. It's called The Last Duel. Um, it's directed by Ridley Scott. Uh-huh. It stars Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Adam Driver. Sounds like a really good cast, right? Right. Kind of bombed in movie theater. Bombed. <laughs> bombed. Okay. Now, in all fairness, the movie is a period piece. Um, and you do have... Matt Damon with kind of like a funky looking beard. Ben Affleck's going blonde with like a little tuft of hair on his chin. Uh, it it looks okay. I think I've seen the trailer for it. I'm not like knocking on like I'm not like woo like I'm not rushing to see it. Um, the the basically the movie is. Uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon take place in medieval France and explores the last judicial duel of the country. Uh, in the country, sorry. Uh, the duel takes place between Jean de Carros, who's played by Matt Damon, and Jacques Legris, played by Adam Driver. Uh, the later of Oh, whom was... okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The later of whom was accused of having raped the former's wife, uh, played by Jodie Cromer. Uh, the last duel takes place from the perspective of all three characters, and has been compared to an Akira Sara's uh, Rochemont. Okay, uh, the duel fared well with critics and holds a ninety and eighty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. However, the movie did poorly at the box office, only earning twenty-eight point one million dollars against a budget of approximately a hundred million dollars. Um, the last duel was also released during the COVID nineteen pandemic, with many still uh, resident to a- and attend in person screenings because it was a theater only movie. Um, 
this was it was also re- released just a week before the Dune movie, which took in three hundred and sixty-seven million dollars at the box office. Uh, Scott, who's also turned for, and the reason why I'm bringing all this up is because the movie bombed. He blames the poor performance on millennials. <laughs> for, for what? <laughs> <laughs> so he he the last old director Ridley Scott addresses the future of historical epics blaming millennials and cell phones for the movie bombing um, while on the WTF with Mark Marin podcast Scott addressed the last old bombing at the box office saying the movie's lack of success was not due to poor, poor promotion there's a quote I think what it boils down to uh, what we've got today are the audience who are brought up with these fucking cell phones. The millennium, millennials do not ever want to be taught anything unless you're told to it on a, on a cell phone. Um, he's like, this is a broad stroke, but I think we're dealing with it right now with Facebook. Uh, it, this is a misdirection that has happened where it's given the wrong kind of confidence to the last latest generation, I think. Uh, he went on to say he stands behind the last tool. So... I'm trying to find more like picks and pieces because it comes off kind of like grumpy old man in a way. Um, well, that's the same. Like, like, like they nobody can understand why certain things bomb. You know, like type of thing. Like, like if it's a good story, you know, especially like somebody like Ridley Scott, and you you're going, it's a good story. It's it's got the budget. It's got the you know the look. It's got the design. It's got the uh, you know. Uh, you know, based on a true story or whatever, or, or a historical f- event, you know, type of thing, and and you know, you 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 give every element to it, but it just doesn't do well, and you and you wonder why, and then it's just like, you know, and you go, why did it fail? And you know, of course, the, the director is the first one that they they turn to, you know, like type of thing, or you know, or, or the actors, you know, like they they'll 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 go, why why we we did all this, we did every we 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 checked all the boxes, and it still failed, like why? And you go and. There is a there's there's no reason there is no reason why these things fail. It just fails because people either a don't want to see it or, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't blame millennials. You know, okay, because I don't I mean I don't think millennials care. You know, <laughs> like well, I, I think that's I think that is um, I think you kind of translated what I feel like he was trying to bring to the table. I, I feel like his viewpoint of it is that it's hard to do a period piece nowadays where people don't care about it. Who's going to care about what makes the last duel so interesting in today's world? Like where, what, why should I care that it, first of all, it happened in France. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm not an ignorant American side of me is like well why do i care it's got nothing to do with my history fuck them <laughs> you know uh, i'm i mean i'd be more interested in seeing the movie because of it's ridley scott it's ben affleck it's matt damon it's adam driver it's it's the people that are involved in that movie make me want to go see it and if i've never seen the trailer for it and if the trailer looks interesting then i'm interested in seeing the movie and then if i learn something on the way while i'm watching it that's Oh, that's kind of cool. Like I didn't know it was actually based on a real thing. I thought it was just 
a story. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so part of me is like, oh, okay, well, that makes me a little bit more interesting, but I'm also not a, I'm not also not a millennial. You know, I also don't look at it like how many of those millennials have seen what really Scott has done in the past. Because I'll be honest, Alien is a classic movie. We call it Blade Runner is a classic movie, but you know what they weren't? They weren't box office hits. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they they attained cult status because of longevity and story and and the things that it brought to the table. But one thing it never did, and I've never known Ridley Scott to like be like, oh, and the movie made a hundred million dollars first weekend. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's it's just not who he is. Um, and I think that the stuff that he brings to the table, as far as a, a director, it's hard to it's it's. I feel like it's very hard to be in the movie business because you have. Um, he also said too that he finds superhero more movies just fucking boring. You know, between him, Martin Scorsese, um, we call it um, uh, Skarsgård, the mm-hmm. the father of um, the guy who was in Thor, Peter Skarsgård, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, just recently, kind of defended them, like the Marvel movies and the superhero movies, by saying, like, look, it's not their fault that these movies are being made. It's it's the studios. There's no no mid range budget movie. There's all movies are over a hundred million dollars, or they're fifty million and below. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in that fifty to one hundred dollar million, hundred million range that kind of be like where it can be a, a story driven piece. They all want because the people who run those businesses want those big opening weekends, and they that's all they care about. And and who's going to put like in my head? I'm going. You have. It, if I had to look at it in the world that we live in, you have Ridley Scott doing a period, a French period piece, with nothing but American actors. You're like, uh, okay, well, you're trying to tell me there's not any kind of French American actors that maybe could have played those part. Maybe there was, but you know what? They're probably not famous enough to put a butt in a seat. Right. You know. I mean, you can give Matt Damon this, you know, badass-looking... Like, I saw the poster. He's got, like, a scar on, the, like, the left side of his face. Mm-hmm. Right, right side. I'm like, okay, that's a gnarly-looking scar. And you kind of ugly him up a little bit. And you give Matt, Ben Affleck, who's on the poster, but not the guy he's dueling with. He's on the he's on the poster with Adam Driver, who is, like... You got all these famous faces, but I don't see any of them. I mean, I hope I don't think they're doing a French accent, but you have these French names set in a French period, and yet you have Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in it. Now, I'm not saying they're not good actors. I'm just saying that maybe you, you're, you're, you got the movie made because you have these actors in it, but now you have to sell it to an audience who just might not be interested in a period piece. Right, and as I say, like, yeah. like, like, well, you, I don't know if you're beating around the fact that these were French actors playing in a French, and it's like, I, yeah, I get it, but like, it's, it's like, we're never gonna have a politically correct world in the point of where it's just like, oh, it's a French movie, let's get the French actors, like, let's, let's, let's go I to agree. France and get like all these, because it's just like you're not, like, like the. the you you might get a surprise hit from somebody, and all of a sudden now they're gonna be the flavor of the month type of thing. Like you might get a, right. a, a 
dragged up or do you know like now and be like oh my god like he's the he's the it guy and you're gonna throw him in like 50 million films you know as, as much as you can get him squeeze every cent out of him that you can you know like you know milk that cow for all he's worth um but but, but it's just like you know it, it's a bigger gamble it's just like well we can get matt damon and, and ben affleck and, and adam driver and you're going well hey we got star wars and we got goodwill hunting let's let's Right. You know, let's let's get them in there, you know, to, to make this vehicle, you know, and, and get it. You've got you've got um, Kylo Ren. You've got Batman. I mean, let's face it, Matt, da- Bat- Ben Affleck was Batman or yeah. Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> and you got Jason Bourne. You know, you're right. going you're going. Oh, you, 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 you got a slew of 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 stars that you can use, you know, as a. As a vehicle, you've got now Ridley Scott like helming this thing, and so you're going, "It's Ridley Scott, it's Ridley fucking Scott." Like, how can you not? Do you like this movie? Do you like? Yes, yes. Well, there you go. Like, there's there's all these hits, you know, like you know, and like you said, they weren't smash hits in the box office, but they're cult classics, and that's what you know people love, and you know, and you know, because I'll always go back to them as like a warm comfort food kind of thing. But you 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 go and. It's just not going to sell. It's just not going to go. Like, well, I see it. Sure, I'm not going to the theater. No, like I'm. I'll, I'll definitely catch it because I like. I do like period movies. You know, I I do like those kind of movies. And you know, like I said, like now that now now you've got me more intrigued. If I could go, oh wait, this is this is based on some kind of a real event. I mean, I don't know how how you know close it's going to be because it's like nobody was around back then to say, yeah, that was accurate. <laughs> that no. happened. No, I'm I'm looking like I'm. I mean, I've been a fan of Ridley Scott, and I've liked his movies. I'm I'm not like, oh, the new Ridley Scott movie's out. I, like, the next movie that's coming up, it's actually out now that he directed was how is House of Gucci, which is getting mixed reviews. Um, they're saying that that Lady Gaga is like crushing it. She's being like old school movie star kind of thing. But then then it was the last duel. He's um, he directed. Obviously, Alien Covenant. Um, he did The Martian, which was a great movie. But again, I don't think it broke box office records. Right. And then, and the, and the thing is, is that like, and, I'm, and we're going back to the pandemic again. I mean, like, it's not every film is not going to be a hit. I mean, like people, right. people, people smashed certain movies because they were dire and they were desperate, you know, kind of thing. But you like, you know, like if you're going to put a Marvel movie, up, yeah, it's going to, it's going to go. Cause like people are going to run out to that theater to see it or a DC movie. They're going to go see it because they know what it is and they're dying to see it. And they're, you know, they're, they're willing to see it and they're willing to pay that money. A period piece by really Scott, it's not going to be that movie. It's going to, it's not even going to be in the top five, you know, like type of thing. You're, you know, you'd be like, if you got top top 10 on it, you know, what, you know what I just noticed. I didn't notice. He directed Hannibal. Oh my God. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't you know. It's funny. Like I remember going to see Hannibal and I don't remember seeing Ridley Scott's name on it. <laughs> yeah. I, remember, I didn't say that. Like, <laughs> when I saw it, I'm like, that's the thing. I don't, I don't remember. Oh, Ridley Scott? And I'm like, oh, great. You know, yeah, right. Right. Okay. Yeah, and again, I don't think that, again, not a movie that broke box office records. It was more like, a, you know, like, oh, we got this movie. We got to do it. You know? All right. Uh, interesting. Sorry. I got, I'm looking through. I'm like, Kingdom of Heaven. Again, good movie. Just not crushing it. American Gangster. I hear is a good movie. Like, all these, Robin Hood with, with what's his face? Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. I know he directed that. 
and obviously the the Prometheus and Covenant and you know like Exodus, God and Kings. He basically redid the Ten Commandments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm saying that there's there's say there's a there's a there's a boatload of movies and like some are more hits than misses, you know, like right, type of thing. And, trouble, which, and and the God and Monster, the not God and Monsters, the God Exodus, Gods and Kings. He got in trouble for that too because it's basically a, a story about Moses and the Hebrewites, all white cast. <laughs> like. I remember him getting in trouble for that. And again, I feel like in, 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 and again, with a movie like that, you have Christian Bale as Moses. You know, you're like, well, you, I guess you kind of have to have him. <laughs> like, uh, I, I just, it's, to me, it's, it's just funny. Like, I, he's, he's not a hundred million dollar director. Mm-hmm. You know, he is definitely a director. He's got, he's, it, it really is like a mid budget kind of director where you give him, of a couple million bucks and not don't give him a hundred million because I don't think you're going to get a lot on your investment I think you're going to get either a break even or underperformance because of the, the subjects that he picks but as a, as, as, a, as a studio company you go with Ridley Scott wants to make this movie the great Ridley Scott who's given us all these classic films and all these really good movies yeah give him a hundred million dollars and let's see what he does he might give you a great looking movie, but if the subject matter, if it's not going to be interesting, no one's going to see it. Especially, I can only, like, there's a part of me that's like, you know, yeah, it could be like, I don't want to say it's millennials. I just think it's the general, it's the people that you're catering to. Like, no one's going to care about a, a French period piece that it's, uh, it's like, mid-e- like, um, like medieval times. If this was a story that may have happened like 20 years ago, maybe that'd be a little bit it'd be more interesting to to a younger audience because mm-hmm. they can relate to it. You know, like maybe there is a story that you could tell that like you didn't that no one knew about. Like, hey, did you know that like in the state of Pennsylvania, it's illegal. There's this this thing that happens that it's a, a hundred year old law that they're still upholding. You're like, really? In the 21st century get the hell out of here like maybe that might be a little interesting it might garnish a little like foot traffic Mm -hmm. but i mean like i said a a french period piece i don't but but i see that it's it's more difficult go ahead even talking even talking about it i'm kind of like yeah i kind of want to see it but i also kind of don't <laughs> like it's like it's like I definitely would go see it, but I wouldn't go see it in the theater at this point. You know, I'd be like 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 it's like oh, well, hopefully it'll be on you know HBO or or you know Netflix or something like that, and I can you know catch it when it you know gets released that way. You know, and then if I like it, I'll buy it. But it's the same. Yeah. Like it's 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 just getting difficult. And this, but like to blame millennials on this, it's just kind of like. It, it does come off as like old boomer mentality, of right? Like, dude, and, and, like, come on, right? Like, and, you're, the movie, the movie itself just feels like it's an art house movie. Exactly. Like, it, I, you know, I was I was going to mention that kind of thing. I mean, like like if you were like there was there, we have these movie theaters. I don't know if they're still around anymore. It's called the Ritz because right. there's like a couple of them, and that that's what it was. It was like they would they would show they wouldn't show main run movies, but they would show these art house movies that would be hard to find in theaters, but you would know about it because of a certain star, certain director, certain actor was in it. 
um, you you would go, oh, you know what, you know, or a story, maybe a book you read or something like that that they made into a movie, and you'd be like, I'm I'm kind of interested in seeing it, but it's not in the you know cineplexes that you go to, so you end up going to these small like art house like movies, and that's the thing, like like maybe that's more Ridley Scott's speed, you know, like type of thing, and like he'd probably do, he'd probably be highly successful if he took that to the Ritz or, or theaters like that, the smaller theaters where, you know, it, and that's the thing though, but that's the thing that's sad is it's like, like, are they still around anymore? And like, is there, is there a, um, you know, cause I, I, I remember going to these theaters and you would have these weird, uh, people <laughs> sitting there, you know, like oddly dressed and cause they were art house, people you know like, right, like the they art were, house snobs like it's it's like usually somebody in a tweed a tweed jacket right you know <laughs> with the with the patches and, and the pipe you right. know like a, and it's always in a theater it doesn't serve popcorn they serve like you know like uh uh altoids <laughs> like like you can get altoids at the venue and you're like why would i want a box of mints but <laughs> can i get popcorn no no we don't have popcorn we have uh, au, au joie or we have a baguette sandwich <laughs> and you're like what Got, can I get M&M's we don't have M&M's we have this it's at junior mints or something something that you can't really find in normal society right, you know? right. We, and you're going, can, I, can I have a coke oh, we don't have coke we have chardonnay right <laughs> like, no we don't have that we have flavored water in a bottle in a bottle right it, we have sets. trail mix in a bag right it's, it's a seltzer and it's going to have a shitty aftertaste. And you're like, Ugh. <laughs> oh, look, I got myself a nice ham and Munster sandwich <laughs> at the cinema while I'm watching the latest art house picture that is in French, but I have to read subtitles. Right. Because, <laughs> I mean, there, there's times I've, I've been there, you know, like you, 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 right. there was a movie, there was some movie that you're going and, you know, you'd admit you you go to it, but or whatever, but, it, you know, you go to it. The, the, the one one I do remember distinctly was um, Mighty Python and the Search for the Holy Grail. They re-released the movie because they added another so many minutes. It was like an extended cut that they, they released and I could be honest with you, I don't remember where it was. I, I could I, back then I could, you know, because I because I watched it. I think we watched it on VHS or something. Because it's going way back in like the nineties, and I remember I remember it came out. And we were going, we went down to see it, and it was at the Ritz, you know, the little art house theater and stuff. And it was so so bizarre to go in this place, and, but we sat there and we watched it and all, and it was just like. And I'm and I'm I'm just laughing because you know the, all the art snobs were like, well, like the hell is this crap? <laughs> you, know, I, you know, it's funny that we talk about this because I actually went to the art house that it was. It's like you said, it's called the Ritz. I went to a fancy theater to watch when they re-released Blade Runner in the 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 Ridley Scott cut because it was the it made you feel like that. It was without the narration, and that Harrison Ford might have been a replicant at the end. Like it was all kind of, it was a, a different cut of the movie. But I remember going to like fancy, like it just had this air of like hoity-toityness. <laughs> you know, it was like oh, everything was kind of like red velvet, right? You know? And you're like oh, let me get some popcorn. They didn't sell popcorn. It was like it was like gourmet popcorn, and it was. Like oh caramel and and you're like what right. like now like now they do it now at, at AMC theaters but you know 
<laughs> back in the day they didn't do that kind of stuff in normal right. theaters so you kind of just it was just it was just really bizarre and i just the only, like, legitimately the only thing they had was like altoids and snow caps right. <laughs> <laughs> right it was like so bizarre and you're like what and but i just i remember though that like you 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 know you you felt like you didn't belong and they they right. they knew that you that you weren't there before like like they they right. knew you you know like because they all know each other so it was like like they just they there was the the regulars just kind of like looked at you and going why are you here you know like right. like and you're going I'm, I'm invading their space and they're not happy about it you know and you're right going, and you're seeing something that they don't consider art anyway like oh it's a it's a popcorn flick or it's a, it's a, it's not if it doesn't have subtitles in it, it's worthless. Right. <laughs> like, you try to tell me, like, look at um, Sex, Lies, and Videotape. What a masterpiece of a movie that was. Really? Because I, I thought it was quite boring. That's because you're an uncultured swine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that movie. <laughs> right. Well, I just remember, I, I, I remember, I remember seeing it and then walking out going, because I saw it in the theaters. Going out, going. What the fuck did we just watch? Because <laughs> it, it, like, I didn't know what it was going in. It was like we, my friends and I we would just pick like a random movie and go, oh look, let's go see that this weekend. And it's just sex, lies, and videotape. We walked in, we sat down. It was a drama. There was no action, and it was weird. And we just kind of like as teenagers, you walk out going, why the fuck did we see that movie? <laughs> <laughs> who, who picked this one? Shame on you! <laughs> but you get banned from picking for just for a while, right? Right. You yeah. can't pick the next three movies. Yes. You, you're now you're stuck seeing Muppets from Space or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you go like a Sex Lies and Videotape would be a movie you'd see like in the art house, or it's like oh, this one won the Sundance Film Festival, like. Uh, video choice awards or something like that <laughs> something super like bougie and like oh this one was voted amongst all the film critics as the best movie of the toronto film fest right and you're like oh i can't wait let's sit down and watch and you're like uh, what? wait what am i watching like is how come there's no explosions <laughs> like, like like oh look there's some breasts in it but i don't care <laughs> I remember because I remember, every once in a while those movies those movies do make it over the art house movies do make it over to the theater uh, yeah. type of thing because I remember I, well, I saw the movie Barton Fink right I don't, did you ever see that movie no I never every time I see the, the, the poster of the guy with the, the erase nah, maybe it's a razor head um, <laughs> it is a razor head every time I see like the, I, I have no interest there's nothing appealing about Barton Fink to me even want to go see it <laughs> yeah well i i was i was in college and and uh i was right going... there guilty <laughs> I, I had to pretend i was smarter than i really was <laughs> <laughs> but i went i went with this i went with i went with a group of people that i met in college and they were you know one couple of them were <sighs> in the television and film radio right. television film uh major you know in, in college and uh Right, and they act like their shit doesn't stink. Right, 
Like uh-huh. they, you know, I mean, he the guy was a good makeup artist because he he made me up as a werewolf one year and Halloween. It was you know really believable and 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 good. And I'm not saying those people aren't talented. They just feel like they have to. They're push snobbish, their right? They're snobbish, and they go like, "Look, I'm gonna take you to this movie. This movie did this, 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 this. You're gonna be amazed by this movie, and you're going, oh my god, it's gonna be great.' And halfway through, you're shifting your seat, going, "This is fucking boring." <laughs> And oh, no, I, you, I, I mean, you just we, don't understand the nuances, <laughs> like the subtext of this scene. I'm like, the guy took his shirt off. No, you don't understand. It's it's the stripping away of his innocence. I, okay, you're right. You're right. You know, <laughs> you start making up shit. When you notice when he dimmed the lights, it was the darkening of his mood that he turned into a completely different person when the lights are off. Oh, that's good insight. I never thought of that. Yeah, you know what? Because I just made that shit up. <laughs> Like, that's why you never heard of it. <laughs> but for, for that brief minute, you, you believed my bullshit and you thought I was the smartest person in the room. Congratulations. That's what college is. <laughs> I, I, wish, I wish that happened. Because <laughs> I remember walking in and I said, what did you think? And I'm like, I didn't get that thing at all. Like, I didn't understand the movie at all. I'm like, I'm like, and I'm like, and I'm like, I'm I'm like what was what was the the idea of it because like some of it was just bizarre like it was just it was just way out there and there's it was just a bunch of mishmash scenes the only idea of the the whole movie is this guy Barton Fink is a playwright in New York and it was like the 1920s or 30s or whatever it was uh, I guess 30s because that was talking movies and he had to write a he had to write a wrestling picture like that's that's they hired him for this just to do this. And he never wrote a wrestling picture. And he was in Hollywood, and he gets the you know gets set up in this like uh, you know like kind of like a, a an office commune, but like but like a part like the 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 all the all the writers lived together in separate houses, but it was like a row home, but it was like a uh, like a military base almost. How they were like you know type of thing, and the offices were all the same way. They were they were all like it was just a little room with a like typewriter and a desk and you know like a phone or whatever and that was it like there wasn't much to it the bed you know the 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 place where he lived was like a bed and a you know a a, a kitchenette and like 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 it was like a one bedroom like a one room room like that right. they lived in you know type of thing and he was meeting all these people and 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 you know going us through and and John Goodman was in the film I remember that and he was like a mafia guy and and it, like there was like a like like a firefight that happens and and I'm I still don't understand it I'm like every once in a while I'm I'm tempted to watch it again just to see if I like you know since now like I've I've kind of you know grew in, in right you grew as a person grew as a person and what you know in terms of, of I, watching I, movies call it maybe you aged up to something like maybe you saw something that was before your time and then maybe as an adult you can maybe appreciate it and look watch it again and be like you know what I'm I'm not who I was I'm not in my 20s anymore I've learned some stuff let me sit down and watch this movie maybe I will see it in a different light it never works right <laughs> and that's the thing like I'm, like every time I'm like I'm like ah, I'm not gonna watch it you know like but but it was it was just a bizarre film because it made no sense to me at all and then I'm saying that the guy who I saw it with was like how can you not like the subtlety of this and blah 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 and I'm right. like I guess I'm not that cultured so, enough to, to get that I'm like I'm like so, I, I like Batman like the moment you have to like there's sometimes you can kind of notice like the subtleness of a scene and go oh okay this represents that sometimes you can get sometimes you can do that sometimes you can get away with it 
But sometimes it's a movie is just a movie. Right. And and that that you're imprinting what you think it the scene means onto you. Like um the movie there's certain movies where you walk out like when we've done it a bunch of times where you walk out of a movie and the first thing you want to do is you want to talk about that movie because you either A like it, B hate it, or C don't understand it. And you're not sure how you feel about it. You go, well, this was weird. What do you think that meant? Like, it's some movies are designed to stir up a conversation, but sometimes those movies are just so far out of reach because you're just like, well, no, you don't understand that that scene's ripe with subtext. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm maybe I'm just stupid because I didn't want to get it once, mm. you know. And then you do feel like, because then the person looks at you like, oh, I can't believe. You. How can you miss it? You fool! <laughs> You're like well, that's the thing. Like that's that's what I've been going through with with Sipon and, and and watching these Terry Gilliam films because like some of them I'm like you didn't get this 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 is this and that you know like being being the snob in a way you know sometimes I don't get it though either you know because I'll, I'll be honest I'm like if you ask me a question I'm like ah you got me on that one I I don't know I I don't I don't I don't know I don't know what I understand but watching. Again, like the man who killed Don Quixote, we watched it again. I watched it for the second time, and you know, within within a couple months, and like there was stuff I I missed the first time around, and I'm like, oh my god, like that is so brilliant, and this, you know, because of this or that, you know, like, and and, and like I explained it to Sipon, and he's like, yeah, I don't care, <laughs> right? Like you, um, you bringing up the Terry Gilliam films brought up one that I wanted to mention, um, Time Bandits, yeah. I'm trying to think. When was that? When was that made? Um, it was an '80s film, right? Yeah, I'm looking for the exact 1981. Okay, I was 11 years old when I saw that movie. I walked out hating it, hating it. Mm-hmm. Couldn't understand a fucking thing. All I knew it had Sean Connery, and I was a Sean Connery fan. And then it had midgets. <laughs> You know, and and I'm like, okay, well, Sean Connery's playing King Arthur, I think it was. And I'm like, before the first night. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, and he doesn't really show up to like the fucking end of the movie. So the whole time I'm sitting here watching this movie going, when's Bond show up? Because <laughs> that was kind of my knowledge of Sean Connery. And I'm like, I like him, but I'm here, I'm, and I saw it at the Better Movie Theater, which is right up the street. And I'm sitting there going, wait, I'm like, I don't remember who I saw it with. I don't think I saw it with my parents. I think I saw it with my friends. And at the very end, if memory serves me right, the kids' parents blow up. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? And I remember walking out of that movie going, that movie sucked. <laughs> like, and there's always that part of me, like, because you mentioned it, like, wanting to go back and rewatching that movie to see if maybe, as, um, as you know, here it is 40 years later, let me watch this movie and see if maybe if I get it. 81? Yeah, yeah. 11? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 40 years later, do I get it? Do I find it funny? Do I find it, you know, avant-garde or anything? But all my head going, it's gonna fucking suck. It sucked then. I don't think I was. I don't think I've grown much as a person. Like, <laughs> like I, I mean, I followed that up with fucking Empire Strikes Back, and I was like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. You know, 
So I don't think my taste in movies were bad. I just think to me it was like I was a movie. I was just like, I don't didn't fucking like it. Like, I don't. <laughs> why did his parents blow up? I don't get it. And and I mean the the, the little people weren't that. Are they dwarves? Are they just little people? Like, or is it just because he wanted to make a movie with famous little people in it, and they weren't that famous to me? I'm like, I don't. Where's Connery? Where's Bond? Where's <laughs> Where's the like you painted this movie is supposed to be like fun and wacky, and I'm like, I don't get none of that. <laughs> like, like, uh, but again, I feel like you know, somebody would be like, no, Sean, you just don't understand that that this is the the destruction of his innocence, and and his parents blowing up at the end is showing his freedom and the, releasing himself from the shackles of perennial guidance, and he could be his own person now. And I'd be like, I, dude, what the fuck? What are you smoking? Because all I saw was a little kid watch his parents blow up, <laughs> like, and then get go on an adventure with midgets. Like, I don't what. <laughs> you know. and, and that's how that is the most impactful thing about that movie is the ending. And I think I'm again eleven year old Sean, so it's a forty year old memory. I think that's the the end of the movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's exactly, and, and, it's exactly I, it. And everybody, every because my I, I remember one night we, we came home late. Uh, me and my wife were first married, and I, I was flipping through TV, and it was on. I'm like, oh my god, time bandits! And my wife is fascinated with little people, and and you know, she, I'm like, yeah, I'm surprised you haven't ever seen this movie. And we watched it, and she she didn't she she didn't hate it, but she didn't get it 100. percent But at the end. The kids' and parents blow up because they touch concentrated evil. That's that's what you do. And I mean, the thing is, the whole point of the movie. I mean, there's a point. No, there isn't. That's. The, I mean, that's, that's, it. Just felt like this whole like. I, I don't remember anything else about the movie. I don't even remember like. Obviously, it's called Time Bandits because they're jumping through time and and. Which is the reason why this modern era kid is in King Arthur time. I don't remember. I mean, and and the part of my head is going to go. Well, it's called Time Bandits, so they're stealing something time related, or they're trying to get something back. Well, no, they 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 work for God, or they work for the the. They don't say God, but they say the they work for the ultimate being, and they steal a map which has all the time holes in it, and they jump around from time to time, and they're basically. To do what? Steal. Okay, time bandits. Right. So they're using time to steal. steal. Right. So they're gotcha. they're trying to get rich, and they're you know so they you know they ended up in like you know in in France uh, during Napoleon War, and they you know they 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 convinced they become generals of Napoleon, and they end up stealing all this you know stuff, and every time they try and steal stuff, they end up like losing it, like trying to get away, and uh, you know it's the whole time they're trying to get rich, and like. There, there's an evil being um, that's trying to get the map because he needs it to escape because he's stuck in uh, where he's at, and if he can find a time hole to get out, he'll he'll do that. So he ends up trying, he ends up capturing them in a way, and um, uh, basically they fight him. Uh, the the bandits fight him to uh, get him, and then of course he blows up and. Uh, the supreme being comes in and, and basically they apologize. They give the map back. They have to clean up and they forget this piece of evil. And then he, the kid, wakes up and he's a, a fire is going on and he, you know, thing and and 
the idea is like the parents are so obsessed that they don't they don't see the kids the kids trying to ask questions or whatever and they're just watching TV and they they you know they're they're so self involved and and you know they 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 they're keeping up with the Joneses with like oh so and so got this kitchen this modern you know right, device right, okay. and I need we need to have this device or this one blew up or whatever it's it's, it's uh, what do you call it a a commentary on uh, consumerism right. <laughs> so at the Keep end, look, forty years later, I get that joke. Right. I get that. I get that. <laughs> right. So, so at the end of it, you know, the 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 thing is, is that you know, they he sees as that that's what caused the fire was in this this modern convenience that they had, and they touch it, and he's like, "Don't touch it. It's it's, it's pure evil," and they explode. Well, isn't it like a microwave? Yeah, it's a toaster oven, but toaster oven. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so I mean, it's, it's just it's a bizarre film. It's not a film that you go and this has meaning or you know this this has something to it. It's just it's just it's just I, I, a dark I, I, comedy of a film that you know makes fun of little people basically. Eleven year old Sean fucking hated it. Yeah, you know. But then flash forward to the movie Very Bad Things. I find a masterpiece. <laughs> this like like that is a film of just evil fucking people getting what they deserve and it's hysterical right and i remember walking out laughing my ass off and i was with my friends and and my one friend's girlfriend didn't find anything funny about the movie at all she was annoyed that i thought it was hysterical and i'm like well i'm sorry you just don't have that sense of humor like it's hysterically funny right you know and i'm I mean, it, it's hit or miss. It's, it's why it's called entertainment. I, I don't I think, but I, I remember walking out of Time Bandits going, that, fuck, I had 10 minutes of Bond and parents blew up. I don't get it. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, like I mean, and the, and, and, every once in a while, I do feel like, okay, well, maybe I need to go back and rewatch it. And, and every time I, and that's the mature part of me that thinks like, you know what, Sean, maybe you should, because you like Terry. I mean, I think 12 Monkeys is a great movie. I, you know, like I'm like I think Fisher King is a, a masterpiece. Like, um, I, I, like the stuff that he's done, I've I've really appreciated. But I think Time Bandits and the 11 year old inside of me is going, dude, fucking if you do it, I'm never talking to you again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like I, like you said, it's 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 one of those type of things to watch. Like, like you, we've seen all his movies through a span of time. And you know, like type of thing, and you go, you either remember a movie and you liked it, or you remember a movie and you hated it or right. didn't like it. And you, you know, so me watching all these films, like most like week after week, you know, like type of thing, it's like, a, you see the style. It's like it's very, it's a, it's like almost the same movie over and over again. The, all his movies come off as just dirty, and I don't mean that in like a sexy, dirty way. I mean just like every set and every movie looks like it's just dirty and like it's just like imagine like opening up my closet and everything I've ever put in my closet it's dusty and grimy and, and filthy because it's never been cleaned, washed or touched his movies just have that kind of stain to it right? for, for lack of a and I don't mean that in a negative way that Terry Gilliam is a filmmaker because even 12 Monkeys is kind of a it's oh yeah a, no it's it's, it's all dirty, dirty. <laughs> it's a dirty it's just it's all grit. It's all. It's a gritty movie, and that's yeah. it. Zero theorem, same thing. Uh, it, you just feel like time you know, in it. There, yeah, it's there. Right, and and as a kid watching this movie, it's not shiny. It's not pretty. It's not like over the top actiony. It just seems like it. They just 
there's there's shit on their faces and their hands are dirty and they're just unclean people walking through unclean sets and then by the end of the movie parents blow up and as an 11 year old kid you're like why would I want to see my parents blow up like why Terry what the fuck like I'm walking out going I don't what the like what did I just why why was this movie made why did as 11 year old that I want to go see it because it had Sean Connery in it that was it it Sean Connery and midgets. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Hey, but the... All British, too, <laughs> by the way. So, it was... yeah, but you, you know, it's funny is, is that that when they wrote it, he wrote like a Sean Connery type of person. He didn't think Sean Connery would be in the movie, but then he read the script and wanted to be a part of it. So that's why Sean Connery ended up being in that right. movie. But it was just, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there as a little, you know, uh, you know FYI. Um, but but I'd say, like, Terry Good movies is, is an acquired taste. Like, some of them are really good, and some of them are going, I didn't fucking get it at all. Like, Zero Theorem, I'd have to rewatch that again just to go, I didn't understand it. Like, and you're great. It's 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 interpretation, you know. Like, you know, and some of the movies are really dark. Like, I even have Brazil downstairs as a Criterion collection in my collection, and I don't think I've ever once even watched it. I think I started to watch it and I fell asleep watching it, and I'm like, I don't, never went back. (laughs) You got to see Brazil. That is a great film. Right, and I hear nothing but good things, and 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 what I watched, I liked, but again, it's that aesthetic of just watching a movie that looks dark and dirty and grimy, and I'm like, oh, there's nothing attractive about this movie at all. <laughs> like, like it's like in Terry Gilliam's head, the world is just filthy, just dirty. You know, there's nothing it, like there's it, even, it, the, even the future. There's nothing shiny about it. It's all like dirt on pot, trash on top, built on top of trash. It, it's, it, like... it's just dark film. That's all it is. It's just dark, dark films. And it's just, you know, and like I said, like like Thailand, it was really tough to watch. Like that, I, I'd watch that again, like just to show people going, Let, you want to see something dark? This is the movie to watch, like type right. of thing, you know. And sip on loved it, like, of course. <laughs> so you and I don't mean that in a negative way. He loves dark, dark movies. Yeah. Like that's his jam. Yeah, and, and I, I, I go to the movies to be entertained and uplifted. And if I walk out of a movie going, "Fuck, that's a heavy movie," I, well, I might like it. I, it's it's it, okay. Imitation Game is a good. Thing. It's a it's a true story that you know I cry at the end for whatever stupid reason I, in my head it just taps into something that makes me just bawl like a child right. and there is no way I'd be like okay well, that movie's and that movie's awesome but I, you know I give me a fucking Avenger <laughs> like, <laughs> like let me watch Spider Man punch a thousand other bad guys. I'm, I'm all for that. But the moment I have to feel anything real, fuck you, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the imitation game. I love it. I will always watch that movie if it's ever on. I just, you know, there's just, I want to be entertained. I don't want to be, make me look at, hold a mirror up to my life. Fuck you. <laughs> 
Well, as you say, like it's, 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 it's a lot of it's acquired taste, and sometimes right. you have to be in the mood for it. Because sometimes I'm not. Yeah, you know, I'm like uh, I rather, like I said, I rather see you know Spider Man or Thor or Captain America or something like that right. run around and do things, and, and you know, or, or Star Wars, you know, watching uh, you know all that kind of stuff. But you go and you know, every once in a while you get into those those kind of moods, and you're going, you know, what I want to watch something that's going to make me cringe, you know, like. <laughs> Right, you know? and it's just like you know, and it to me it's more of to me it's more fun to watch it with somebody like that, like like you know somebody else, like to drag them along and and make right. them watch. Loves company. Right, and 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 watch these movies just to get their reaction to it, like you know, like because some of the movies I haven't seen, some of them I have seen, you know, and I've and 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 just to get their reaction to it, you know, type of thing, and then you know I'm, I'm I I there's a couple more movies I still haven't seen yet one's one I think is not going to be as bad it's the brothers grim I don't think it's going to be that I okay that movie again that's a good movie also dirty right <laughs> <laughs> and then like fearing and loathing in Las Vegas I think that's going to be a bizarre film and I'm uh, I'm again now again I'm I'm going to I'm going to be my haunt your honest opinion I don't think I like that movie either <laughs> like <laughs> I remember seeing it, and I'm like, okay, it's got Johnny Depp in it, and, and Johnny Depp's very out there. And I'm like, I remember leaving that movie theater, or I think I watched it on video, because I don't think I paid movie. I think I paid to rent it, not to, because again, it was like a blockbuster at the time. Um, and as a Johnny Depp fan, I'm like, ooh, Johnny Depp. And then Terry Gilliam, I'm like, okay, well, I, I kind of know his stuff, and I like 12 Monkeys. You know, like, all right, you know. <laughs> but this like, I wasn't, as, as a person... Rarely do I. I don't. I was. I'm more of a of a. I guess a star fucker. Like, oh, this actor's in it. I'll watch that movie because that actor's in it. But more, very rarely do I do. Oh, that's a director I'll watch. I think it wasn't until Kevin Smith that I started to appreciate directing mm-hmm. and directors and be like, oh, well, you know what? Now that I think about it, a lot of Ridley Scott's movies that I've seen, I like. I guess I must like him as a director because he makes movies I like. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, all right, you know, like, um, I think Mel Gibson is a very good director. The movies that I've seen him direct, I've also liked, you know, <laughs> it's not a lot of them, but I'm like, all right, Kevin Costner is an okay director. <laughs> <laughs> but I was saying, like, like, I, I've, um, um, uh, like, the, like, I saw a documentary on, uh, basically the guy who's the star of the not Johnny Depp but the uh the c- character he plays yes yes Elliot I think it is no it's it's uh it's yes Elliot it's a uh Thompson Hunter Thompson or Hunter, something Hunter S Thompson Hunter That's S Thompson yes yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh I saw a documentary that uh actually Johnny Depp's in that talks about this and it's uh, probably made around the same time it was it was a, a gonzo journalism you know the life story of Hunter S Thompson and like how he wrote things and and you know like you know since the 60s and on and you know they, they up to his death basically you know and and uh they they fired his ashes out in a cannon <laughs> in this <laughs> desert that he owned land to or somebody owned land to that he used you know uh, a lot and uh um you know it, it, but he, it's a bizarre story but like like a lot of his stuff like people were reading especially like in the 70s and 80s and you know because he wrote for rolling stone for a long time and um so he would he would he was um uh 
he you know he he has an interesting story you know to tell because he he became more of a story than him the stories he was writing so that's how he became more famous so that's why they based this movie off of it so like i said i haven't seen it yet but i'm actually like just because i saw a documentary i'm like i'm more excited to see this movie now if i saw the movie first before i saw the documentary i'd kind of be like maybe like right. eh, i don't know you know but i'm just i am curious to see how it Actually, I apologize. I'm, I'm looking. Time Bandits is actually on HBO Max, and it's King Agamemnon. Sean Connery plays. I thought he played uh, fucking uh, what do you call it? King Arthur, but no, that's another movie. <laughs> and John Cleese is Robin Hood. Yes, that's, 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 that's pump. That was the best. John Cleese is Robin Hood. You know what? Also, too, is almost it's an hour and fifty minutes long, and as an eleven year old. I don't know if I had the patience for it, because <laughs> because I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil this now in in the in the scene with with uh, with with <laughs> I'm laughing too hard for this. John Cleese is Robin Hood because you know it's it's the the legendary story he steals from rich and gives to the poor. Well, they 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 buy it like they you know of course it's it's back then so they you know it's gold and and uh, uh you know uh, jewels and but there's like you know like uh, silver uh, tea sets and you know cups and plates and you know dishes and stuff like that that they're and they're giving it to the poor you know like like they're lining up so you know John Cleese's Robin Hood he gives them like you know a teapot. Well, little John's standing there and punches him <laughs> the person in the face. And it's, it's, I know it doesn't sound that funny, but when you see it happen, you laugh every time it happens. Because John, John Cleese is like Robin, he goes, do we really need to do this? And he can, they, John's like, yes. And it's like, and then it's like, oh, okay. And they just keep doing it over and over and over again. And I laugh hysterically. It's stupid, but to me it's funny, you know. I guess it's an acquired taste. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like oh here you go here's here's an here's a here's a here's a vase for you <laughs> the guy falls over <laughs> and to me it's just i don't and it makes no sense they don't explain it they don't they don't they, they, they don't talk about it well, it's what do you call it, it it's, just it's, it's premium at that point you have two python muddy python character actors and they're just i'm just gonna play today Right, <laughs> right, right, and 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 it's a, they like a, a lot of his films. He does have actors that he uses a few times uh, in, in the, the you know thing. Like you know the Fisher King, they had um, uh, besides Ronald Williams. Well, Ronald Williams was in um, uh, Brazil. No, not Brazil. What was he in? He was in another movie. Uh, he was in um, Baron Munchausen. Yes, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen, and of right. course he was in, in thing. Um, the other actor I can't think of his name um, um, that was in Fisher King was um, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. He was he was in Thailand, you know, type of thing. Right. Uh, 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 the guy in Brazil was uh, uh, Jonathan Price. Pierce Price. Right, right, right. He's he's in the man who killed Don Quixote. So right. a lot of actors he uses in, in in his different films and stuff and all. And it was funny though, because the other week uh, uh, Sipon sent me an article that, um, you know, that because Sipon swears that he uses drugs, you know, type of thing. And um, Terry Gilliam never used drugs in his 
<laughs> and it, it just makes me laugh hysterically because because you know like after you watch a movie you go what the fuck you know like and all of a sudden it's like yeah he's he's sober <laughs> it's like right son of a bitch so why well, digress so you think we should call it a night uh, i think yeah uh, yeah, I think we said all we could say. Yes, this week. <laughs> all right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you haven't heard it figured out, it's fucking Geeksters. <laughs> like, duh. <laughs> it's the Ringo Star. <laughs> the Ringo Star of Entertainment. <laughs> you came looking for McCartney, you got Star. <laughs> That's right, we are, uh, we are your yellow submarine. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, if you can, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters. Of course, if there's anything you've ever wanted to discuss with Ed, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. It's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved it. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.